Dimp Digital presents Idle Game Chat. Cool. Hello, Apps here from Dimp Digital. Welcome to Idle Game Chat. This is Dimp Digital's flagship video game podcast where we take you through the ups and the downs of the world of video games. We are here on your favourite podcast app and YouTube absolutely free. However, if you want to support this grassroots independent endeavour and bag yourself some early access in most cases, head over to patreon.com forward slash Digital. And join the community. Hashtag hand in pocket. Just realise there, I normally do the Twitch plug as well, because you can do the Twitch Prime or subscribe there, but you don't get any early access for that, because I don't know the way you integrate that. It's impossible. So it is Patreon if you want that early access in most cases. And again, you'll never catch me saying you always will get that, because who knows what might happen. Anyway, joined by the resident referee, and now officially... A one-time Fantasy Gaming League Grand Prix winner. It's Logan. How's it going? I feel disappointed not to have the Nearly Man tag. It's gone. Flushed it. I think it was a good tag, and it was creating a bit of uh, lore, lore, I think. It's now in the bins, but (laughs) still feels weird. I mean, we were texting, obviously, the other day about setting up next year's FGL, and I was just literally like, I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, I was yeah, like, what yeah. I was getting all sorts of confused because it's not a position I've ever had to concern myself with before. No, a lot, a lot of it is out of your hands because, as I said to you, six of the ten games you will have no direct control over. You're relying on those whoever you pick to <laughs> put yeah, forward what I mean, they put forward. You know, it, 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 you, I guess you do have control because you know Hall's going to predominantly focus on Nintendo and you know... Adcock's predominantly an indie guy and like stuff like that. So you kind of know what you're getting with these people, but then there is the the Adkins of the world that go around chucking Sonic out there and you go, right, what we do. <laughs> yeah, it's not a, not an easy task, but we will be getting all that organised, ready for, for next year, don't you worry. This is the last sort of, what I'd say, proper or normal episode of the year. So we're going to be off after this episode. There's no... Um, podcast next week depending on when you listen to it if it's in early access or if it's on the Monday the 19th um, you won't get anything on the 26th and then also in the free feed you won't get anything on the 2nd of January but we should have something for you the following week so if you're on free feeds look out for the 9th that's when we'll be back and then obviously if you're in the early access pool normally Saturday is the day 7th is when we'll kind of be back there and it'll probably be unless something happens in the first week which might it might do Looking to do like a little preview of the year. Uh, Logan may well be on holiday, so it might be an Adkins sort of return for him. And also just to rub some salt in the wound that he got so close to getting the Grand Prix and, and couldn't make it happen. So that's the sort of housekeeping there. The quiz has been done. So exposing the business there. But we've done the quiz. It's been recorded. And that'll be going up as a bonus episode um, at some point in the next week or so. I haven't ironed out details of, of when that's going to happen. But just check your feeds. If you're in, the, if you just subscribe, I don't know who these fleeting people are that rock up for one episode and go, oh, maybe I'll check in next week. Just subscribe to it, and then you'll it'll tell you. So there's a new episode there. Go and 
listen to it or put it on mute or whatever you guys do. I don't know. But that's the kind of lay of the land. This is the year in review episode. It's now become a tradition. Yep. Actually, last year, I remember, it was actually one of the first times I cycled you in. That piss head just went AWOL. And <laughs> I was like, Logan, look, I know it's short notice, but I just want to do a year in episode, come along for the ride. And that's sort of what sparked a more of a hands-on role for you. Um, hmm. Despite that, I'm going to start with probably our second favourite thing in the world. It's the European sales chart. Chrissy Dring's been busy. He's been at it again over at gamesindustry.biz. I'm going to make this quick so we can get it out of the way. But I thought, well, I could wait and, you know, we could talk about November's stats next year. I'm like, well, that's getting silly. We can spend a couple of minutes here just to do a lay of the land and see how it's shaped out. So the headline is that God of War Ragnarok was number one in November for the European sales chart. Shock. Well, listen to this, though. Although God of War Ragnarok was number one, the reality would have been different if Nintendo shared digital sales data and if you combine the sales of both pokemon scarlet and violet the two pokemon titles together sold very slightly less than god of war ragnarok and so with digital included pokemon would have almost certainly been the best selling product last month so nintendo tucked themselves up twice there once by doing this stupid thing they have two versions of the same game essentially being released so you get two separate SKUs; it doesn't combine as one and then also they don't share the digital stuff so, some say Kratos lucky to be sitting on that perch and going, ah, the god of Europe. That does surprise me. <clears throat> I mean, I know Pokemon's a huge game, mm. but... 10 million free days! I know. This is I, what I mean. The, it's just bizarre. That whole community is just a bit bizarre. Backwards, some would say. But... <laughs> well, that's why it's important to have this once a month, just to ground everyone in reality of actually what's going on out there. Because like mm. you said, you, you'd never really expect that given mm. the toss that we talk about. It doesn't really get a look in. So to kind of bring some reality to that, you're like, Christ, that is... Mm. And I expect that'll be there a couple of months, longer than what God of War is. You said that's, that's European as well, didn't you? That is you? European, yeah. Incredible. Yeah. It, honestly, it just baffles me, but... I, I, well, anyway, well, look, we'll, we'll do move the, on. do the top 10. God of War Ragnarok's top. FIFA 23 second. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is third. Pokemon Violet, Pokemon Scarlet are fourth and fifth. Sonic Frontiers in sixth. Didn't get gobbled up by Kratos there. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto 5 at seven. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe at eight. Who hasn't got that video game? <laughs> These baffle me. Honestly, every time I'm like, which, where is GTA 5 coming in? Like, to your point, who ain't bought that yet? Who ain't got it? Red Dead Redemption 2 at nine. That ain't new. <laughs> and then 10, Football Manager 2023. Oh, there it is. Game Pass didn't ruin its sales. Managed to get in the top 10 of Europe. But that's why yeah. it's important to do Europe for us as well. Because if it, I would, I'm making the assumption in North America, which is what you're seeing most of the media outlets, it yeah. ain't, ain't got a chance, Football Manager, because no. they ain't playing it. Like It's, a, it's a very much a Euro, mostly a European yeah. kind of base sport and that game i would assume its best markets are europe you know in in, in this territory that we live in so yeah. again people scratch their heads at while we do these things there's logic baked in there um a little interesting tidbit for ragnarok 69 percent of the sales were for the ps5 version so almost two-thirds which i thought was interesting because we talk about oh it's got to be on ps4 because of that install base 
And it's like, but actually, the people going out buying the games day one is slanted towards people who are early adopters of the of the hardware in some cases. And I think that paints a little bit of a picture there. I'm not saying they should cut off 30% of their sales or 31% of their sales because that's a lot of money. But I think it shows that we are moving in that direction. So hopefully mm. we get some PS5, Xbox Series X only games in the near future. That should give some confidence that it's okay to start leaving stuff behind. I feel like inventory is not as, you know, hard to get hold of as it was before. And I've seen the PS5 lurking on the UK lots, lots more in comparison mm. to earlier this year. So that stranglehold is hopefully easing. But yeah. Hopefully, because yeah. you do feel like it's holding you back. And whether that's in whether that's based in reality or not, you I agree. It's it feels that way. It's kind of like at some well, point you just have to cut it loose, don't you? When you're shimmying through caves every three few minutes yeah. and you know that's made for loading, you know. And, and look, the developers have come out and said actually we do that sometimes so that the player knows where they're going. Well, okay. I know where I'm going. I, just I know where I'm the going. Cave. There's a fucking compass it- telling me or it's trying to tell me. I don't think it's very good, but at least it's giving me half a chance. And I feel, I don't know whether it's true or not, but I feel like God of War Ragnarok does it more than the original. Mm. I feel like it does. I felt um, that as well. Yeah. yeah. And that's, it, it's, it becomes a little bit, I mean, it's only like three, four, five seconds yeah, yeah. at most, right? it, but it, just, it does just sort of make you go, Sometimes well, can I just walk in here? Sometimes I've noticed on the first run through on a story mission, it's clearly there for a narrative purpose. Yeah. Gives them gives them five seconds to do a little bit of exposition, but yeah. the stuff where you're in the boat and he like fucking lays down it like it's a fucking toboggan goes under. Yeah. And what annoys me about that animation is he he sort of lines it up and then gives it the the, the most powder puff little push with the with the oar, and it go, starts off slowly and speeds up as it goes through, like it's got some sort of current sucking it through. Anyways, we talked about it last week. Me and Akins gave it a platinum, and now we're taking a big old crap on it. In any case, I thought that was interesting that you know one of the uh, the big titles of the year, yeah. particularly from a first party ex- uh, perspective, and on, only on one platform, seventy percent mm. of those sales are coming for the newer version. So hopefully that gives them some confidence to leave it behind, for lack of a, a better term. Year in review, people Here say, we "What's are. that?" Well, basically, all we do is talk about the games and the the platform holes, the big three as we kind of label them, Nintendo, Microsoft, Sony, which have the Switch, the Xbox Series X, and the PlayStation 5. Uh, PC, I don't think it's a place to really... It, it seems really agnostic, PC, in that it gets nearly everything. And, you know, we had new GPUs out and whatnot, but it's very rarely other games made specifically for that platform. There's no... It's rare that there's a game that's developed or something that's pulling people over there just to go on that platform, unless you want. What the... of Warcraft? Well, well, yeah, maybe, but that's how many years old is that? They're crying. They're going, oh. Salmon is playing that a lot, so fair. That is fair cop, to be fair. They have had a few things, but in the interest of time. In the real, well, it, they ain't though, have they? But in, <laughs> in consequential, well, I think is the term. But like anything consequential or noteworthy. They're Otherwise, not, you just find yourself in the bins playing Turk. They're not playing the same game, are they? There's no Because it's an agnostic no. platform in that you can buy an AMD <laughs> CPU, uh, a fucking NVIDIA GPU, and then whatever. You're not, there's, there's no attraction to a certain platform. 
there's mm. there's this little small like cold war with you know Steam <laughs> versus <laughs> well it is a little because it's not it's not like Xbox and like Sony going out but it's yeah, like yeah, you've got Epic Game Store sort of lurking trying to cut in on Steam stuff that's kind of going on but for all intents and purposes it's still in most cases a really good place to play your third party stuff and now obviously we get all the Xbox stuff on there anyway. And the PS5 stuff seems to come a little bit later, so they'll be excluded. Although I'm sure they're very happy with their with their year. Maybe I need to make more of an effort of getting someone like Salmon on just occasionally to see what's going on in the PC world because they sort of get left. It's out. its own little bubble. Yeah, it is. It is. Mm. It is a bubble. Bloody expensive one, but it's a bloody good bubble if you can afford to be inside of it. My proposal here is the start of Nintendo. All right. For the simple reason of that. I don't think we spent a greater deal of time on Nintendo platforms, us two, personally. But I still think the the story that comes out the back of this is it's another good year if you're into those games. And we said this last year, almost verbatim, it's almost exactly the same kind of situation. There are a mm. slew of games that came to that platform only in most cases and that Nintendo published or you know helped get onto the Switch. And when you kind of write a reel off the list, yes, you might say, I've got no interest in half of those. You can't argue with the sales data for one. We see it every time we do it. They're always there, these games. And to be frank, I don't think people who like those games give a toss either. It doesn't mean there's a bad year. So, you know, there is a way of doing it. We could take all the open critic scores and average them out, but it's not... You know, it's not about that. So anyway, we had Pokemon Legends Arceus, which is the main sort of 2022 game that I played and got through, uh, which was interesting. Triangle Strategy, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, Nintendo Switch Sports, Mario Strikers Battle League, Fire Emblem Warriors, Free Hopes, Live Alive, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, Splatoon 3, Mario plus Rabbid Sparks of Hope, Bayonetta 3, and then we ended with Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. That is, what, a dozen or so games? That's pretty good. If you're into that stuff, you'll laugh in there. Game a month almost, if you average it out. Yeah, that is. As you were sort of leading up to the intro, I was thinking it is another ridiculous year, really. And next year is going to be another ridiculous one as well. So, you know, I think that Switch gets a lot of stick. But when you look at how successful it's been in terms of sales and everything compared to the Wii and, and it's you know they've they've really knocked it out of the park in a lot of ways um yeah. i still wish they'd do something a little bit more i don't know what i mean by that but mm. i don't know like the the handheld thing doesn't ever really pull me in because it's just an irritation i'd rather play it in, in sort of docked mode yeah i wish they'd release a console with a bit more grunt i, I don't know why i want that but i do it yeah i, I would request that as well just because I think feel like some of their games would just be better off for it, even yeah. if it's the same games that are coming out, they would. Again, I'll repeat myself on this subject nearly every time. Objectively, they're going to look and run better. Therefore, it's going to be a better experience for the players. And like, what's that? What are we in five years? How old's that fucking shit? Twenty seventeen. What's that? Five years or so? Yeah, be six years old next, which isn't a great deal of time, but it's, it was already a bit. Behind it the wasn't times, cutting edge. At the no, time, of course not. Really? No, but it is a handheld. But then we've got we had Salmon on earlier in the year talking about the Steam Deck and how that's a really powerful handheld that can play almost anything this year mm. that's come out at a good frame rate. The Switch is just not mm. capable. So I'm hoping they do eventually. They will obviously be another hardware version. What it is, we mm. don't know. Um, 
but they don't seem to play in the same sandpit either, really, as the other two. And it's interesting, actually. I, I'm not going to talk about this, you know, in detail. The FTC, obviously, as we've spoken about, and everyone knows, looking to sue Microsoft and you know start that process in their complaint letter. Obviously, they they're trying to set out a standard where they feel like this, you know, it could be harmful. This Activision Blizzards, they set the market as high performance consoles. And they exclude Nintendo, saying basically the the player base play different types of games. They don't play mature games. They don't play this game, that game, and that actually mm. those people are drawn to a completely different market. And therefore, in our argument, we're going to exclude them from this discussion. We want to because actually, if you show that Nintendo can compete without having Call of Duty, it kind of undoes a lot of what they're asking about. Yeah, so, it does, yeah. so, but that, but that was that was interesting to see because I kind of agree with that in in some sense is that there's few mm. there's few people that have everything, but there's a lot of people that have switches and to be honest don't need anything else and because they're drawn to Kirby Star Allies that's Kirby Star Allies yeah. it's called buddy Kirby, um, the Forgotten Lands or they they want to play Xenoblade Chronicles Three nominated for a Game of the Year or what like tons over yeah, there. I mean, it's, it's just very different yeah. yeah it is yeah and you know. 95% of it or more doesn't particularly appeal to me. But I can understand why mm. people are drawn to it. it yeah. You know, it's uh, it makes perfect sense. But, yeah, they do operate in a completely different bubble. But I still just wish, I don't know, I'd, I feel like I'd be more drawn to it if there was, if it, it I don't know, yeah, if it just had a bit more. I kind mm. of feel like I, I know I'm stepping down a grade if I play anything on that. Not that it even matters. I just think no. subconsciously I'm like, well, I've got, you know, 600 quids, uh, not 600, like 1,200 quids worth of console up here. Why would I be <laughs> lowering myself to scrapping around on that? Because Pokemon games. That, I know, but we've been through that. Right. It's old ground. But yeah, back to what we said in terms of actual, if that's what you're about, that's and a lot output. of people are, that's yeah. good output. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, I will say, I mean, it would be hypocritical not to just say that Pokemon Legends Arceus, which I played, and obviously with Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, they've shipped, in my opinion, two subpar games in terms of technical performance. And they need to keep an eye on that. They they don't need to, because they'll probably still sell loads. But I, I want them to keep an eye on that, and I think people should start to hold their feet to the fire for that. You don't want this trend mm. setting in where we get a Pokemon game of the year and it's half-cooked in some way. Two Pokemon two, games. Two Pokemon games. You yeah. don't need you don't need that. They need to, someone needs mm. to sit down and go, What are we doing? And Alan mm. goes, You're printing money for me. And you go, No, Alan, we only <laughs> know that. But let's just think about the art of this, the creative juices that are going into this. Like, let's do this yeah. properly. And it's always mm. that battle between, you know, creativity and business that comes to mm. a head. And I would I just want to call that out, like I have done all this year. I think it's fair to criticize particularly Pokemon this year in the yes commercial gangbusters but we want good games to play at the end of the day and we can't keep mm. making this excuse of oh it's good for business so we understand why they do it it's like no fucking pack your bags and sort yourselves out come back when this game's at a level where it's acceptable and, thing uh, is though it requires people to as yep. you said like literally not if it comes out like that like they've yeah. got to take a hit in their pocket and they ain't gonna do they're that. not they, yeah. Well, they're not. It's like, well, why? 
Where's the? It's no incentive. The pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's no incentive. Yeah. But you know, maybe this podcast, maybe maybe they'll read, listen to this, and go, "Oh, better change it." You are you're you're bang to rights, but it's just in the world of reality. Like they'll always go. Yeah. Ah, people accepted it before; they'll accept it again. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, Nintendo. I think overall good year. Yeah. Few blips on a technical front, but again, the output. What'd you give them? An A. Is that how you grade? Is that how we grade things these days? I don't know. I was just going to chuck American, stuff out there. Like, if, you, if you had to give, well, I played one out of the twelve games or so. I mean, how do you give that an E in theory, couldn't you? And so that's not good enough. But that, that'd be just me. But just on the just on the face of it, I don't know. B on the pressure. B, don't like it. B minus C. Not familiar C, with the grading system. No, I don't like this. This is American. C plus. Okay, because that that Arcus should have been better than it should have been, and. Yeah. So should Scarlet and Violet. The rest of it, but good. 12, 12 good games. Wow. And they get a C plus. Don't, I'm challenging him. You can challenge me all you want. I'm Put telling you. Huh? When you bookend <laughs> the start of the year with half-baked toot and end it with half-baked toot, that's what I'm going to remember. The introduction and the conclusion to this essay. I'm like, what's gone on there? Bad taste in your mouth. Toot. Anyway. Yeah, that's fine. I thought I'd just see it. Put you on the spot and just see what you can chuck out there. <laughs> I think mean, C+ right. that's, still, that's still good. It's a pass. It's a pass exactly. PlayStation. Yeah. A couple of things to talk about. It's obviously the games, which we'll get yeah. to, but they also launched their uh, the expansion yeah. into PlayStation Plus, which they gave did. us essential tier, which is PlayStation Plus as we used to know it, extra tier, and then the premium tier. I want to take a moment to speak about these because. It's an interesting development. No first-party stuff going on the day one, although it does have a back catalogue of first-party stuff on there. Mm. Um, in truth, I've played one game this year, I think, on <laughs> PlayStation Plus, which was Stray. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. One video game. Now, I yeah. must admit, if I had unlimited time and wasn't scared of getting stuck and not being able to finish them, I would have played Demon's Souls and Returnal also, which is on there. They're games I do want to play. I just need I need to know there's nothing coming for two months that I desperately want to play. Clear runway. Clear runway, yeah. But in general, I think it's been perhaps a necessary move to just show that they are competing. But I think from my perspective, I've not used it as much as perhaps mm. you'd expect for that money. But I always come back to this argument of most people, if you go for that extra tier, which is the middle one, you unless you want the latest and greatest, you're going to save a bundle of money because there's just a shitload of games on there. There is tons and tons of options of games that are a year old, 18 months, two years, four years. Like, it offers that same kind of level. It's just that the new stuff isn't really firing all cylinders. The premium tier is a disgrace. I don't know what they're doing, this classics catalogue and all that. I can't believe they're charging extra for that. I can't believe that's the top tier. That's like the, the crown jewel. They're just not treating that very well at all. So the extra tier is the one to go for. And I think most gamers, yes, you don't get your first parties and everyone's going to go, but you get it on Game Pass. And it's like, well, do you get any games over there? We'll talk about them here. It's, like, it's, it's irrelevant to, to most people because you will still save a shitload of money. But you've not been tempted by the dark arts of the PlayStation Plus extra premium or essential you've got the standard this i just got whatever yeah the internet so essential to play online yeah. do you even claim the games or not yeah oh you do yeah. you claim that okay fair yeah, enough. yeah so i claim the games but 
Yeah, this I think to what you said, it's kind of I'm very I'm very picky, but I mean the thing is, you have Sony for the first party games, like yeah, and it, I won't always want to play all of those, and I very rarely do. Like they do a lot of survival horror stuff, mm. and they don't often really tickle me. But no. I like to have it because there are one or two games a year that come out that I really do want to play, so I'll have it for that. Yeah, um, talk about a luxury. <laughs> yeah, but they they just don't, you know. There's just nothing really on it. I mean, I looked at that that retro one and it's like none of the it's not even got any of the classic playstation games on it's like well (laughs) what are we doing like i'd love to go back and play some of them but they're just not even on there so there's no point in me subscribing to it now until a point when they might be um what if say something like because we've not seen something like ratchet and clank rift apart has not appeared on there it's been over a year Mm. most people are speculating the and i and me too like oh about the year mark it seems to be where mm. stuff's dropping on, would something like that be, you know, if that came on there, mm. would you be tempted to go, well, I'll sign up for a month? I don't even know, this is the thing, I don't even know if it lets you do yeah. that. I think it'll ask you to do the rest of your term of your, yeah, your yeah. essentials. So they, you know, that's something mm. to consider. But would something like that, a game that's come out, you know, a couple of years ago, but perhaps you thought, I don't want to pay 70 quid for it, and then you just sort of mm. forgot about it, would that be enough to tempt you back in? Yeah, possibly. Yeah, but it it really does just depend what's on the runway, hmm. what else I want to play, and whether it will really even get a look in. Sport I mean, the thing choice. is that, well, yeah, that's the trouble. And the thing is that Xbox does really well and has done is it goes, well, you can upgrade for three months for a pack. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and you go, well, all right then. I'll have to. And then you get then, yeah, I'll have to. So, <laughs> I think if PlayStation start considering doing some of that, I'd I'd definitely be sniffing around it, but. Yeah, it's kind of pointless for me at the minute, I think, is the way I'd describe it. And there's not, they just haven't got enough on there that would make you go, yep, not no, for me yeah. anyway. No, I, I again, I think normal people could find a use for it because there is mm. just so much on there. But if you're after latest and greatest and you're after big, sexy titles that are coming day one, no. And no indie, really. <laughs> no, right. we had, stri- I mean, to be honest, when Stray launched, I was like, okay, this is a really interesting strategy to like pick something that's clearly not as expensive as you know putting god of war on their day one because yeah. you know, the amount of sales you lose and i thought oh this is they're gonna you know they're gonna try with this but i've yet mm. to see really anything since then yeah. arrive on a on, on day one so they kind and of then you've got pentiment appearing and all these yeah. sort of different things i mean i've played so many different indie games on xbox game unpacking oh god yeah i forgot about that <laughs> but at least it gives you the chance to play it you know, almost free. I mean, it's yeah, not yeah. free, but it is as good as. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what I feel PlayStation lacks a bit. I mean, I regularly check Game Pass to go, right, what's been added? What's coming off? What, mm. What's on here at the minute? And I just don't feel like PlayStation would do the same thing. But and, is that because you just don't check it? Because you, you just assume that there's nothing on there for you? Well, at the moment, I know there isn't, well, but I would check have it. Have you looked through that chance. list? It's 300 games. must be one. Probably could find one that I wanted to play out of 300. If I'm, but I honest, agree, but... it needs that kind of that draw to get you in to start with, and then once you're there, you're like, well, I've got this for a few months. Let's have a look at what else is here. Yeah, mm. it just isn't really doing that at the minute, but it no. might do. Again, it's it's super early days. Xbox Game Pass wasn't what it is now in the super early days, yeah, so it's that... difficult. You shouldn't really. You, you do compare the two, but to a certain extent, you shouldn't because mm. it takes a bit of time to build up 
a portfolio, a catalogue of games, and you know, get proper engagement and stuff. It, it takes a little bit of time. So the counter to that would be that Microsoft have kind of set the or Xbox have set the uh, the market, and that's what you're aiming for. So you should come all guns are blazing. But yeah, I can go either way on that. I'm like, we're in in a world where Game Pass exists, you can't ignore the fact that that's there, dominating from optical and even from a subscriber base. But on the other hand. In a world of reality, you're kind of like, how how could they even do that if they're not willing to do this first party business? Mm. Which, um, you know, I can sort of understand why they wouldn't. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's very, I mean, even going back over the years, there's very few really, really good first party Xbox games that you would yeah. like. You know, I've bought this to play like things like God of War, and you know, really, I bought my, my PS4 to play Uncharted. Yeah, like there's very based on getting Xbox to play. Ugh. Like, mm. uh, and you know, I'm not sticking the boot in, but I think yes. that's the reason why why Sony would probably be reluctant <clears> to do that because they are so good and they're worth getting a console for. If you then start giving it away for nothing, you go, "Where are you making money?" Yeah, it's it's a conundrum for everyone involved, and we'll see how it all plays out. In terms of the games, um, mm. what do we have here? We got we so hmm, got two re-releases. <laughs> Okay, so we've got a remake of The Last of Us Part 1, and then we've got the Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection, which is Uncharted 4, and Lost Legacy, made for, or remastered, I should say, spruced up for PS5. Uh, Then we've got the MLB The Show, which is actually available on all platforms now, including Switch. So that's uh, (laughs) one of the rare ones that comes out of Sony's first part issue that goes everywhere. Horizon Forbidden West, Gran Turismo 7, and then ended the year with God of War, Ragnarok. Now, from my perspective, I like the fact that The Last of Us Part 1 exists. I haven't played it because it was, you know, I didn't I didn't satisfy me enough to say 70 UK pounds. Yes, please, Jim. Uh, Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection. Oh, I want to play Uncharted 4 again. I'm, I'm, of course I do. Mm. But again, where's the runway? <laughs> By the time the runway exists, that'll be in that extra tier, hopefully. So it's kind yeah. of like already like those two are like, Probably won't even think about until they land in those that extra tier. MLB the show is MLB the show. Very financially successful people that love baseball. That's the game to play. You know the equivalent of FIFA almost in that sense. Not not quite as successful, but you know if that's your your sport, you're going to be enjoying that game. Mm-hmm. Grand Turismo Seven sort of race sim arcade dropped out. Very well established franchise. Horizon Forbidden West sequel to. One of my favourite games, and then God of War Ragnarok, also sequel to one of my favourite games. So, my general rule of thumb is if you can get two crackers out for the year, I'm happy. Like across all platforms, and that's six games in theory for me to really divulge into from a first party perspective. Um, so they kind of tick the box there for me. What about for you, as someone who's there just for the exclusives inherently? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Potentially could have been interested by Gran Turismo 7, but mm. again, runway is an issue, I think, majority of the time. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I got it predominantly waiting for God of War. Yeah. And it delivered. So, yeah. Done. It, you know, that's what it's there for. If I, I mean, I'm like, if I get one game a year out of this, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that is such a criminal waste, really. <laughs> When you break it down to it, but we've only got so uh, much time anyway. It's the other thing p- people don't consider. I don't want twelve God of War games like no. that level out every year because you just can't play them all. I, no. I don't mind having a bit of a lull or like something that's a bit of a step down or whatever it might be. 
And again, yeah. it's not it's not realistic to expect that either. Mm. Like it's just that's not a reality we ever live in. Oh, it should be yeah. thirty games coming out that are all ninety plus. It's like, are you mad? Yeah. Yeah, no, I think you know they've, they've had a pretty good year. If, you know, yeah. if you if you've only got that console, there's plenty of play. Like yeah. that's for sure. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I, I I look for one, maybe two first party games a year if it's kind of uh, in my area of interest. But other than that, you know, I'm happy that I got God of War. Okay, excellent. Yeah, I think it's a good year. I mean, God of War Ragnarok. You heard the hopefully the spotlight review kind of last week. My probably the best game I've played since the consoles have launched. I don't think that's, in fact, I think mm. that's clearly where I'm standing on this. So to have that come mm. out is always going to just supersede almost everything else for the year. Yeah, so yeah. hats off. Mm. Under extreme pressure as well to deliver based on how good the first one was. And as I said last week, in my eyes, gets in or around that mark. Although, as I also said, if we sit here in five years and that's still number one, <laughs> what have we been doing? Yeah. No, it's a fair point. What have people it's been up to? Point. Anyway, the big one. We save Phil to last, friend of the show. show, Give him a chance of a few shots of whiskey before he gets to this stage. Yeah. Let's start with Game Pass. Okay. And obviously the first party stuff we'll come on to. That is part of the Game Pass appeal for me. However, when I look back on what I've played this year, I think, and I haven't done the maths yet, and the year's not over... I think I've played more games on Xbox than PlayStation, played more individual titles. I've just spent more time on the PlayStation platform because the games have kept me kind of more engaged. But in terms of like, you know, my spread of playability, I've spent a lot of different titles I've managed to get through. And and Game Pass, once again, in my eyes, excluding perhaps the first party side of things, is, is, is delivered. Um, it's 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 met the requirements, I should say. I'm not saying it's fucking blown my bollocks off, and I've been wow, but it's been good enough where I didn't think about oh, I need to get rid of this. And that's kind of. I what wonder whether, yeah, you know, Xbox for me is kind of. I don't know. I like them to having two cars, right? Mm. And I see like the PlayStation as like so you can the Ferrari. It. What's that Nintendo? I mean? like, well, that's just. Locked away. Is it a motorbike? Is that how we're going to do no, it? We're going to say, be. look, it's yeah. people who want to go on that. They want to go on that motorbike with the PC. You get lot. lunatics that prefer it, so it's just you know, <laughs> it's a it's a valid uh, a valid point to make. Um, but I see it as a Ferrari, like where you you, you wheel it out for the special occasion. <laughs> yeah. like, do you know what I mean? Like those those cracking Sony first parties, it gets wheeled out for them. Like the Xbox is like the equivalent of like. For me, like the Ford Fiesta or like a, yeah. a Golf or something. It's like, yeah, everyday driver. And you want it to do everything really well, yeah. but it won't It won't be the fastest. It won't necessarily be the most comfortable. It's, it's, it does everything that you want it to, to like a 7 out of 10. Yeah. And I feel like that's where the Xbox is. It's kind of like my daily driver. It's where I play third-party stuff. It's where I play cross, cross-platform stuff. And I, Increasingly now, you don't have to do that. Like, no. There's things like Discord becoming more readily available and Crossplay yeah. and things you don't it get those really cheaters matter. in all lobbies causing problems. Mm, indeed, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, you know I think that's where Xbox have landed up. So, and I think that's pretty much what Game Pass delivers. Yeah. You know, it's there. It gives you a lot of these great little titles that you might 
not otherwise buy or play and um, it gives you the, the great value for money. But mm. that's how I kind of see them. It's like Xbox Daily Driver, PlayStation for the for the special events. Wow. Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's been a good year, definitely. But we have to talk about the game output. I know people want yeah. us to dwell on Game Pass and tell them how great it is. And I'm like, oh, it is. Mm. But the, Game Pass is a vehicle to access games. Yeah, those games were there. They they've been there. They were coming. <laughs> they were they weren't they were they were going to be there. Don't worry about it. Like they they were happening. You could have gone out and bought them. Like especially the indie title. Yeah. Some of them are fifteen quid a pop, and you wouldn't bat an mm. eyelid normally at doing that. So what I'm saying is, it's not make it's not enriching the portfolio of games that we're going to actually get. It's not enriching the new stuff in most cases. There's probably a couple mm-hmm. of examples, but we're never going to know exactly whether the Game Pass deal saved production or saved development i just i just i'm not convinced that always happens mm. so i always come back to the point of yes it's a fantastic vehicle to get access to games all all the way and and in terms of value the only thing that beats it in terms of value of access to games is the epic game store because you don't have to pay nothing for that and they give you a game away every couple <laughs> of weeks it's like that's just it's, that's again it doesn't even seem like it's realistic and the quality mm. of the games aren't up to snuff usually but you can't complain because that is actually free so we've got this vehicle here which is fine but it's not adding to the, the the mix and you get all this money coming in and i'll say what are you giving back to me what are you <laughs> what are you putting out into the world like actually shipping a product out there and this mm-hmm. is what phil cooked up for us <laughs> in terms of published titles I've got the dates here as well, just to help. July. And you go, oh, sorry, that's what's, sorry, you must have missed a bit. No, July, that's where we start. Okay? As yeah. Dusk Falls. Yeah. I played it. Up my alley. But it's As Dusk Falls. It's a narrative hand. Yeah. It's a narrative game that is not going to be for most gamers. July again, same day. I don't know what they're doing here. This one's okay. I don't mind this. I actually think the we should celebrate these more. Forza Horizon 5 Hot Wheels expansion DLC. I'm totally yeah. fine with that making up part of it because next year we're going to get Horizon DLC as revealed at the Game Awards. I'm going to be super excited about that. I like those little revisits to games that you've been playing. Mm-hmm. September, Grounded <laughs> 1.0. And they go, what do you mean by that? I go, well, it's been out a year. It was in early access beta form before that. Yeah, for a long time. For a yeah. long time, yes. It's been there for a year. But they suddenly said, look, this is 1.0 done. Washed hands of it. All right. I've got Age of Empires 4 Anniversary Edition. That's PC only. And it's an Anniversary Edition. So <laughs> don't be worried about that. November, Pentiment. I've not played it. Yeah. I plan to play it. You've played it. We'll get there one day. That will appear at the end of our podcast, no doubt. And that's it. Do you know what? I was sitting here when we were going to do this and I was thinking, I can't actually recall like a, a, a decent, if you like, or like a AAA first party title from Microsoft this year. No, they haven't. And there ain't. There isn't. There actually, there actually isn't, no. And because they fucking chucked out that Halo last year. <laughs> yeah, booted that out the door before it was fucking Blew ready. it. The thing is, I know people saying, well... Th- grounded and whatnot but i and this is all going to be retrospective kind of logic they've said they're going to put their games at 70 dollars. okay yeah i bet your bollocks none of these games that come out this year would be at that price 
no. or, or will be retrospectively anyway. I'm not sure they'll retrospectively do it, but I, I'm almost certain that Grounded's probably the only one that has a chance at doing that. And I would imagine, even in a world of $70 games, that would not be that. It would be 40 or 50 In fact, I'm going to open up the Xbox app. <laughs> now, as to whether I should be doing this, given how appallingly kind of unreliable it is, I don't know. So yeah, it actually retailed at thirty four ninety nine, thirty five UK pans. Yeah, so that's about right. That if that come out next year after the price raise, that's not being seventy quid. I'm not having it. No. So even no, by their not. even by their own categorisation, they haven't delivered. You know the the top tier premium title at all. And like you said, you have to go back to Halo Infinite for that, which we all know that's turned out this past year. It's just yeah. been not very good. Then before that, you go to Forza Horizon Five, which yeah, okay. Yeah. Fine, we stamp that in the ground. Before that, you go to August 2021, Psychonauts 2. Again, not a full-price game, but I think it's a very good game. People should play it. And then guess what? August of 2021, you go back to when the console launched. Nothing! <laughs> so it's not like it's, this year has been exceptionally bad in comparison. There's just been so much time since this Series X launched of just Nothing. Yeah. Didn't launch with what, one single game, and I still blame Phil for making me buy Assassin's Creed Valhalla. <laughs> that's the only thing I, I thought I have to buy something for this bloody box. And now, 150 hours later, I'm still there. Thanks, Phil. Looking down, staring on the barrel of Dawn of Ragnarok DLCs and shit. It's like, bloody hell. But yeah, yeah anyway, I've ranted uh, there, but. No, it is. It's so poor. Like, <laughs> it. I don't understand. I mean, especially considering you bought Bethesda. Uh, yeah. Right. And, and, you know, they've obviously, they're, they're clearly, obviously, with the Activision Blizzard deal as well, realise that they need to buy this stuff in. Mm. Like, for whatever reason, whether they've not got it in, ter- in house, I don't know. But they're, they're definitely going down this kind of acquisition route. Um, but everything that they do release as well is delayed. And, like, yeah stuck in or at least their triple a stuff's like tr- stuck in controversy yeah it's like but surely just build saying build a good game develop a good game release it on time no nope. really simple in my oh. eyes or at least well <laughs> it's maybe it's not maybe nintendo and sony and from software are just excelling yeah, but how can they do it well and then xbox just managed to make a real i mean you probably look at their model and it is slightly different you go, all right, that's fine. Like Game Pass for them clearly has been a game changer in terms of how they generate revenue and how they offer games. Like, fine, mm. I'm okay with that. But if, the thing is, Xbox has been like it for a long, long time. Oh, like, yeah. You the ex- go back to some of the classic like Gears of Wars. and Xbox like that. Like, One, diabolical generation on a whole. So it's, yeah. it's not like this is anything new, but I really thought we would be in a better position than we are now two years and change yeah. into the consoles. And look, mm. people say, oh, why, oh, why'd you get so annoyed about the first party stuff? Like, do you hate Xbox? First ever console I bought with my own money was a 360. Okay. <laughs> now, let me read off some of the games that were exclusive, timed or otherwise, to that platform in the first two yeah. years. Halo 3, mm. Mass Effect, Dead Rising, yeah. Bioshock, Gears mm. of War... The Elder Scrolls Four: Oblivion, Ghost Recon Advanced Warfire, Call of Duty 2, it's because the PS3 wasn't out, Crackdown, Project Gotham Racing 3 and 4, Viva Piñata, Saints Row, The Original Prey. Yep. 
That's what I bought. Uh, the- first ever Xbox, first ever console I bought with my own money without coming from Christmas or parents. I bought into that and I had all this and I thought, wow. This 360 is- was an unbelievable generation. I was like, this is fucking brilliant. Mm. And then what have we had the first two years this time? Halo Infinite, Forza Horizon 5, Flight Simulator, I forgot to mention that earlier, Pentiment, uh, Tunic, which was a timed exclusive, Grounded, The Ascent, another timed exclusive, 12 Minutes, that's your lot. Bioshock, yeah. Gears of War, <laughs> yeah. Mass Effect, yeah. Halo 3. Most of those games aren't first party, but they were still dealing in making and bringing it to the platform first. Yeah. Because PS3 yeah. hadn't come out for one reason. I, I will admit mm. that. But they were doing the deals and making sure that their platform had those mm. games on it's there. interesting that they don't seem to do... Like, unless it's coming out of their studios, they don't seem to be that fussed about doing these. No, it's telling. It is telling because next year we're going to have a a, probably another a similar situation in terms of Final Fantasy 16. That's going to be a timed exclusive on PS5 now. Sony aren't making that. They've just chucked. They've bunged the cash that way, but it will make their platform attractive to that audience for just just for that reason. And fair enough, Microsoft don't want to play that game. But I'll tell you what, when I got the Xbox 360, and it was the day of, I remember getting it, and it was like the day of like the PS3 price being announced, and it was like 600 quid or something, and I was yeah, like, oh, I, ain't, I ain't getting that. I went down GameStation and bought the 360 that day, and I remember looking over the fence when it first came out, after, and I was like, I can't believe I'm unlucky. <laughs> yeah. I was well, missing nothing over that side, because PS3 was floundering for years and years, and... I guess I was spoiled to a certain extent. That that generation was silly in general. Like across that whole 360 and yeah, PS3, yeah. we've got so many good games, I think, uh, across the, the entire kind of platform wars or whatever. But when people say, well, why do you care that much? It's like, well, I had that. Because they can do it. They can. They, they have ha- done it. They yeah. have done it. They've, they've wrangled the third parties. They've got the exclusivity. They've pumped out their own games. Brand new fucking... Gears of War IPs, concluding Halo. And instead, nowadays, we get Outriders. Yep. Which ain't anywhere near the calibre of what they've chucked out before. No. So, anyway. Yeah. Disappointing, but Game Pass... He's a secret weapon. Game Pass, yeah, Yeah, saves it. Literally unbelievable, really. Which is why I think when Phil says it's profitable, I hope he's not lying, because... If it ain't, they're in all sorts of trouble. Yeah, I mean, it really would be a strange thing to do. And to be fair, I mean, a lot of their year has been dominated by this fucking Activision Blizzard debacle. It, it, it that's all anyone's spoken about. And partly because, as we just reeled off there, Pentiment grounded, Forza Horizon 5 DLC, as dusk falls, aren't going to move the needle. No. They, they simply will not. Phil I'll, must know that. Well, Phil's out there, not Phil, but they were talking, oh, Grounded's got uh, 15 million players, it's it. I was like, well, that's, that's sort of impressive, isn't it? 15 million players, that's quite a lot. That's you know, more than God of War sales. <laughs> All right? And then I looked, didn't I? <laughs> Dug a bit deeper. I went, right, what are the most played games on Xbox? They do a little chart. It's 50 games here. Grounded must be in there if it's that popular. Nope. <laughs> And you go, oh, apps, they must be just like the, the creme de la creme, those 50 titles. And I was like, oh, you probably are. What's this? Sea of Thieves. That's five years old. That's still in there. That's a, that's a, that's a success. 
Insurgency stand sandstorm. What's that? Farming simulator 2022. Here's the, here's the real stinger. For Honor. Do you remember that game? I do. That's in the top 50. Battlefield 2042. Broken as shit. PUBG. Making a comeback, that, apparently. Well, yeah. Fallout 76. Another unmitigated disaster. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Warframe. Not slagging that off, but... Skyrim. What's it doing there? <laughs> Dead by Daylight. So I'm not slagging those games off. I'm saying that is not a... You know, it's a, it's a strange hodgepodge of games. If you had a true success on your hand, you'd expect your, your to be you'd expect grounded to be above at least for honor, mm. and it ain't. Sims Four, The Hunter, Call of the Wild. I mean, what are we doing? Yeah, What's this? MLB, MLB the Show 2022. That's right. That's what it's last year's one. I was about to really let off, but no, that's, that's fine. Anyway. Enough of that. Um, but yeah, not a good year. 2023, so though. Who wins it? Who wins 2022 for you? Well, <laughs> it's PlayStation. It is, isn't it? That's a personal the winners. thing. winners. Jim wins. Like I say, if you can, if you produce one game as good as God of War Ragnarok, I'm likely going to be yeah, happy yeah, with your platform. Yeah. Two, I'll yeah. be over the moon. Any more than that, and I'll be like, hang on, calm down. <laughs> Let's space these out a little bit, shall we? And um, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that, that's complete personal opinion, but it's it's always mm. going to be based on the video games, not the access to them or how you pay for them or the financial model. It's like I'm spending my time, which you know I don't you know I get paid fucking fortunes to this podcast. My my time <laughs> is worth a lot more than what people think. Millions of quid potentially, obvious lie, but that's how I always view it because that's that's ultimately what's more precious at that at, at the stage you can make we said it before you can make gaming as cheap as you want wait five years and it'll be a fiver yeah and then you're all free you're free and you'll be laughing but giving it away any final words for xbox and phil because they've been heavily crapped on then i feel like i just shouted them down maybe you can offer some you know guiding light for them and say look it went all that bad or maybe you want to just lay the boot in on top of him and say that's you know, no, I, you know, if, if I really, that's not good enough for me. I really do think though they need to get next year right. Like I, I think yeah. Starfield, yeah, has to be a success. Yep. Like big pressure. And anything, yeah. I think because then you start going. Well, there's a bit of a barren run on here. Like <laughs> of many, they needed. They go on barren yeah, runs. They, they, they crap two games out in a week and then go. See you in seven months. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I just think that I. I don't know. I, I, I mean, what do people buy these for? They buy oh, for the yeah, Halos, yeah. the Gears of Wars. Like that's what you want from an Xbox, and um, they haven't delivered on that stuff for a long time. Um, and I think they need to. I really just mm. think they need to start somehow getting something from their studios that's good. Yeah. Because we're going back to Crackdown that they that they released the <laughs> yeah. last Crackdown, like how much of a fuck up that was. Like, oh, Crackdown Free, Christ, forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, you know, it's just like you name it. It's just like disaster after disaster all the time. Mm. And um, yeah, obviously without without Game Pass, I dread to think where they'd be really. Yeah, they'd save their skin massively, I think, and and too right to a certain extent. Like we just talked about, mm. great service, but. I want more great games to be put in the ecosystem. I don't need the the walls to be brought down. 
Well, the know. thing is, it's all great because they go, oh, we stick all of our first party games on a day one. You're like, well, that's excellent. But there's just nothing, there's nothing, I mean, it's just nothing to play. And yeah. what it, there is to play is not that good, unfortunately, at the moment, for one reason or another. So, yeah. And when, yeah. If Starfield comes out next year, which I'm assuming it does, I hope it doesn't get mm. delayed again, and it's really good, like, let's say it's fucking absolute quality, just one mm. game like that will buy, in my mind, like a like some sort of gives you another twelve months. Yeah, yeah, it buys you like time, and I'm like, okay, well, I don't need to have. Mm. I mean, I'd love it, but it's not realistic, as we said. But I, I, it kind of gives you a little bit of like money in the bank, almost. One good game a year is all these have got to churn out, in my view. That's it. Like you don't be, from their first party studios at least. Yeah. Like they don't need to do any more than that because the third party stuff and the cross platform stuff keeps it ticking over. Like they'll do yeah. their thing, but they need to be churning out at least one good like like god of war or yeah. horizon or whatever it is like, they need one of them a year i think to keep people on side yeah and let's be honest xbox haven't churned one out well how far back do we go let's have a look i mean you could... this is what i mean how far back do you go uh <laughs> <laughs> um I'm not. I'm not doing that for effect. I'm genuinely trying to find some people something. Some might be saying Sunset Overdrive. That was the fucking first year. That's, 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 that's a great game. That is a great game. Um, well, it, yeah. I don't think they've had. Honestly, I don't think they've had it. But maybe, something like Ori and the Will of the Wisps, maybe. Which mm. isn't again. If we're talking about these seventy dollar games, these top tier mm. ones, that ain't going to be priced at that. But that generally well received, as was the Blind Forest. Uh, okay. Gears 5. Toss. Well. I pe- didn't like that. It, it'll be Forza Horizon 4, what people point to. Well, yeah. And I, I think can have Horizon. they can have that. It was 2018, though. Mm. And then you had Forza Horizon 5, which was obviously last year. So. And they've been well, really well received. But yeah. you can't just chuck out. It's like PlayStation chucking out Gran Turismo and just going, yep, done. That's, yeah. Yeah. Like, you I'm sorry, but Not good one race in Arcus, yeah, you can't have that. Like you-, <laughs> you can, and Phil said that's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's been just a... This is going back to 2014. It really has been that long where yeah. they've struggled in that sense. And I don't know whether that's because, in my opinion, Sony's games have just been so... They seem like they've had one a year at least. Like We were talking about that, that, yeah, yeah. that sort of regular... And it just ties you over. You know, it just gives you something to... Hang your hat on. You think that's a really great experience. Games. Yeah, yeah. You can have good games, like loads of good games. That's fine, but surely you need that, like that landmark. You want a true great. Yeah, like something that's. When we talk about this, you go. That's like when you talk about God of War, you go. It's done. Yeah, like it's signed, sealed, and delivered for me. Yep. Perfect. Everything else is irrelevant, and that's where it struggles. You sort of go, well, yeah, there's been some good games, but you know, you need those ninety plus. That's what you need. You need like a 94, 95 game out of 100. <laughs> Once it's really... that FGL league. Well, no, you do, though. Because that's, that's when you break it down to it. That's what you're after, yeah. Mm. I don't know. Maybe, Hopefully Starfield will be that. Let's hope. And the thing is, they keep saying, uh, look, talk is cheap. It's time to get on with it now. You've had two years where you've had a couple of... It's, it's just called Forza Horizon Great, so we don't get fucking crapped yeah, on by yeah. that lot. Let them have that. It's fine. Yeah. But outside that, it really hasn't been even. It hasn't even been a consistent good. 
there's not been a consistent good title coming every no. half a year even. It's just been a bit no. all over the place. Sporadic. Yeah, and you can make an edge case and, and shut everything we said down and say, well, Pentiment and Grounded and As Dusk Falls. And it's like, yeah, okay. But I think generally it's we're not being unfair here. Considering no. Phil's friend of the show, you know, he's he has to get crapped on now and again, unfortunately. He's had a nightmare week last week and then he just wants the year to be over, I think. He's like, scrap yeah. this 2022. What a load of old toss. Yeah, yeah he's uh, he's had a bit of a tough run of it, old Phil. Mm. Um, but, you know, if you're if you're at the head of the pack, which he was, yep. you, you're there for the, you know, you're there to be overtaken. And, um, you know, at least in terms of first party games, Sony is just way over and above where, where Microsoft are now. Uh, I mean, arguably, you know, they're just offering two different experiences. It's kind yeah, of like yeah, there's yeah. a huge catalogue of stuff that you want to yep. play and all this third party stuff and a few good first party titles a, li- a year. Or you can come over to Sony and play all these brilliant game, generational games, but you've not got this huge back catalogue of stuff and bits and bobs that you can play. So, you know, it's difficult, isn't it? Because you compare two and say they should be offering like for like, but mm. they really don't. No, they don't. They are completely different ecosystems. Things like Deathloop, which wasn't on Xbox last year, is was there this year. So people will point to that and say, "Well, we got that." Um, but they don't. These two, these two in particular, don't operate in a vacuum. They absolutely are competing side yeah, by side. Yeah, they yeah, offer yeah, such yeah. a similar product in terms of power, in mm. terms of everything about them is very, very similar. They're clearly going after the same kind of market. And yeah, and, yeah, and, and as we said, we've got the motorbike nut jobs on PC and <laughs> fucking Nintendo doing what they're doing, but they're, they're off yeah. doing that. Anyway, I'd be remiss to leave Xbox alone, but not speak about the best of the rest. And really the, I could have done like a big, like all, oh, all these great third party games and it, but really it would be dishonorable and, and wouldn't give it justice. Not just to say Elden Ring, like unbelievable success, critically unbelievable success commercially from software and Bandai Namco, I bet they can't even count the money <laughs> that's coming. It's past 17.5 million sales. It's from insane. A, from a studio which is making games like Dark Souls, Demon Souls, Bloodborne, which great games in their own right, but have never really broken through. As not a, been like mainstream. Not been a mainstream. Except, and then now Elden Ring comes along and goes, yep, there you go, we've done that. So... I'll end it on that, I think. Yeah, I think it's the right place to end it. Give Elden Ring their flowers, pay some respect to the Game of the Year, according to the Game of the Year Awards, which is the the media awards for all intents and purposes. And Elden Ring really did just dominate the Mm. zeitgeist, the optics, the sales. That's just an unmitigated success. I normally say unmitigated disaster, but that really was just... Whoops! What have we done here? We've created an absolute <laughs> moment, and it's uh, it's great to see that come along now and again. Anyway, we're going to transition to some impressions as we do, and this will be the final segment of the year of our regular episodes. I said the quiz is coming, um, at least in the, in the next couple of weeks in a bonus stage. It's not a different feed; it's just going to be labelled as a bonus episode. So look out for it there. And obviously, if you're on YouTube, it'll just be chucked on the channel. Um, well, look. From you, Logan, thanks for joining me on this episode, but also the other episodes that you've been a part of. It's helped out the scheduling massively. I feel like I've lent you too much 
worn you out, got a bit of grey in your beard now. So I'll try and uh, I'll try and balance the uh, balance it a bit more next year. Give you a couple of weeks off now and again. I know you do enjoy it, but you'll get tired of this nonsense of me talking at you for an hour. Um, but no, thanks for being so flexible and available. And obviously, thanks to Adkins as well, carried a lot of the water as well. And thanks to the other people that have appeared on various bonus bits or. You know, we did a, we did a, forgot we did a spoiler cast from Horizon for, with Evan from Pixel Pints, three and a half hours long. <laughs> I re- gave up his old Sunday for that, basically. So anyone that's appeared this year, thank you very much. We do appreciate it. And obviously, again, if you've listened to this far, if you've listened to our other episodes, if this is your first episode, we thank you for your time for that. But it's time to transition. I don't know what I'm going to put in there yet. So this is one of those rare moments where I'm going to say the audience knows more than I do. But we will see you on the other side. Here we are then, back with some game impressions to close out this edition of Idle Game Chat. And in fact, close out the year of 2022. This one is going on the very last genuine episode it's actually being recorded in sync with the main podcast bit so usually this stuff's recorded and it might not go on a week later but this is as close as we've had it for a while so double friday recording for me this is it it's how we close the year out properly our proper podcasts do it and they go well they'll do it all seamlessly and it's like well i ain't doing that let's not get silly about it we've got our own little ways make us a success anyway the callisto protocol is what We've wrote in the show notes, so we best do best that. Do that one. Um, little bit of I'm trying to think of the best way. Let's do a bit of cards on the cards. table first. It's a difficult one because this is a brand new kind of mm. franchise. Brand new. What do we do? Team. Do we do the dead space or do we do sledgehammer? <laughs> Striking <laughs> distance. <laughs> yes, I. Well, look, it's a it's it's a survival horror-esque game it's a you know sci-fi the i guess like the tone of it and like the setting you would immediately think dead space even without sort of i mean the guy that gets touted is glenn schofield isn't it he's the one who's everyone's saying oh he's you know brainchild of dead space and whatnot but let's start with that i mean dead space it's a long time ago what's that 2008 2009 i mean bloody while ago and we've got this remake coming in about a month or so. Gold. It's gone gold, is it? Gone gold yesterday. Oh. Day, so no gone. delays on that then. Any luck. Well, no, we said know. that about Cyberpunk. It did get delayed. <laughs> yeah, but what's your... What, what are we doing with these survival horrors? Maybe start with Dead Space first, because that's the one that everyone yeah. seems to want to compare it to. But then generally, I mean, on survival horror or horror-type games... Horror. I enjoy them. I, I like the idea of them more than I enjoy them. Yeah, yes. In the sense that I've become a baby. Well, become. I, I beca- well, exactly. I've I've consistently been a baby. Was he a baby all along? I was a baby all along. But I I really like them. But I, I fuck it. They really do freak me out because of our fucking <laughs> um, immersion. Immersive it is. Yeah. Immersive it is. It really takes its toll on me. Um, probably. It started with Silent Hill, but right. again, I was too scared to play that yeah, the whole yeah, way yeah. through that. Then, obviously, it went through to the Red Resident Evil, a long-standing history of that. 
And then yeah, I can't think of it much else in between Resident Evil up until probably just it was words definitely weren't on release, but I remember I remember working at Lloyd's and a fella mm. lent me Dead Space. Oh. And I ended up one and two I think one and two were out. Yeah, I played it like that. Like And then three was coming out that yep. year, I think. Yep. Yeah. So I did that. And I ended up even at the D V D, like an anime D V D and I borrowed that as well. <laughs> um and yeah, and I ended up going through one and two and fucking loving them. But I just remember playing one and I remember my hands just pouring with sweat. Just like <laughs> I was I was I was physically sort of like not wanting to go back to it because I knew it was going to be, I was just, it was going to jump scare me and shit the life out of me. But I was so enjoying the sort of fucking setting, the vibe of it, that I was loving it. It made me go back and sort of really having to force myself. Um, so it's, yeah, it's like a love hate relationship with these type of games. I love the setting and love the experience, but hate playing them at the same time because I, I, I'm, I'm a sucker for just a, an easy breeze and these, these are sort of, they're taxing on the fucking, like, I don't know, we were saying this when we first played this, weren't we? It was like, you play a game, and certainly for yourself, you you fucking just absolutely shag the life out of them, and mm. you really stick some hours in, and you, you, you're going, much like what we did with God of War. Yeah. I don't feel I could play the game, the games of this elk like that, because they're so more taxing on you. And... Yeah, they are taxing. And mm. just, I mean, I, hmm, I get, I get it, not... Oh. When I get a survival horror or horror type game, for some reason, like I've played the first session and I'm, I'm always looking for like an exit. I'm like, right, after yeah, this bit, I want to get it. out of here. I'm like, that's it. Yeah, sort of yeah, pretend yeah. to myself that like I've done a good job and I've earned, yeah. earned the break. <laughs> and what typically happens is it they play on my mind. Yeah. I want to go back. That's I don't it. know what it is. I get drawn back oh. into them more often than I should. And with the Callisto Protocol, I remember I was saying to you, I was like, right, I'm going to play like once every other day, like That's chip it. through it. And I didn't. Like, I literally went went back on the Sunday, went back on, I think it may have been like a, an evening of sorts and just put about five hours into it and really like broke the back of it at that point. And then, no. you know, I was, I was at the end by the, by the end of the week, basically. But it's I'd, a good reason why they are this sort of, they're not overly long and i don't know if i could handle a 40 hour campaign like this that's yeah i mean that is a fair comment and there's definitely one mm. thing that's popped out of some of the criticisms of this game is its mm. length um but i tend to agree like a yeah a 30 hour scare fest i'm not sure i would cope or necessarily find that enjoyable but mm. um in general i don't i don't know when i started liking survival horror games i can't yeah. just always have I mean they were always rock hard when I was younger that like, I couldn't com- yeah, couldn't complete any of them like impossible Dino Crisis is probably the first yeah, one I remember see, playing and one. that was the uh, playing around that Johnson character's house and it's just a, a <laughs> fucking disaster we're so bad at it we never got far at all nah so much harder you didn't have no fucking guys well you did but they were in magazines that mm. fucking had to be purchased yeah and th- and these days they're a bit of a rare breed you don't really see. Too many no. of them. We've had the revival of Resident Evil Two remake, which I think, yep. in terms of like outside of survival horror, is just a, one of the great games of last gen in its mm. entirety. And then before that, even we had the Evil Within one and two, yeah. which yeah. had its faults. The first one, but the second one I really enjoyed. I thought that was solid. Yeah. Um, we well, get this sort of subgenre now where we're born on the fucking third person mm. games, and you've got this sort of first person. 
army that is coming through. Even the Red Resident Evil yeah. gang have, have joined that. But you've got all those other games you play them like fucking Outlaw. I couldn't yeah. play that. Oh, <laughs> that, was, that I, I find yeah. that even more immersive and even more taxing. So something like Outlast, Layers of Fear, yeah. even I, Alien Isolation is. Yeah, I got through that. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, would you even go to, as far as play something like that? Forest, it's like a fucking survival horror. I think Real that's okay. Survival. That one, I think it's. Yeah. I think it's more of a survival game than it is horror, right. from what I've seen. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, they, it's true. Actually, the first person kind of spin on it. Mm. You know, Outlast was the first one I kind of remember. I think it was on PlayStation Plus, like early in the gen, like it's one of the first games I got on PlayStation Plus yeah. for the PS4. And then obviously Resident Evil 7 came out, and it was like, after PT. 6, it was all like, what's going on with that franchise? And it was like, God, oh, I've really yeah. knocked out the park. And then we had Resident Evil Village, although they've added a third person mode to that. And also the DLC is in third person only. But I say all that to say that generally I like these games, and they are yeah. such a rare breed. I mean, you're lucky if you get one a year, really. I mean, mm. to be to be quite frank. But um, when they come along, I typically like to to dive in. Now, with the Callisto Protocol itself, mm. let's develop by striking distance. Brand new team. Cool. So the this, A grade. The A. Well, yeah, they've just been <laughs> absolutely come out of nowhere. Um, Crafton or Crafton, sorry, Crafton. are the publisher who do. Um, PUBG published that. So they're sort of under that umbrella. Yeah, under that umbrella. As we said, old Glenith of Schofield's Glenith. lurking. Now I was trying to find... cousin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he's going around his for Christmas. Um, I, was trying to, I was trying to see when Striking Distance formed. I think it was like, yeah. in my head I've got it, it's 2019. So it's not... It's not, it's not like it's not long at all. It's either 2019 or 2018. It's, it's part. Aren't they some of the old sledgehammer devs? Is that right? Well, Glenn left. What would it have been? Christ, hey, who, who visceral it's did visceral, visceral done Call of Duty for a while somewhere. Right. I can't remember which studio it was, and then no. kind of reformed this team. But... I feel in the last one they did was that Infinity War. Yeah, he may have been involved War. with that. Yeah. One that had like Spacey in it and McGregor. And That's all that. it. Oh, yeah, wasn't Lewis Hamilton in that one as well? Yeah, he was. Yeah, and yeah. John Snow. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> but yeah, in any case, it's an, it's, they he kind of left and then formed this new studio. You know, mm. handful of years ago, and then in 2022, we're getting to play the Callisto Protocol. So yeah. it's worth pointing out that is a this is a first go for them. They've had to staff up, you know, incubate this idea and and deliver it. Um. Let's go through what we've got on the store page. It's actually got like a little custom store page, it looks like, here on the PlayStation oh. Store. We both played it on the PS5. PS5. That is important yeah. to note. Now, whilst performance has improved along PC and, and, and the series consoles, um, wasn't a good store at launch for those. So if you're seeing reviews where they're like, oh, the performance is garbage, it's not optimised, I would say for the most part on the PS5 it was fine. In fact, it was yeah. very good, and we'll get into that in a bit more deeper, but that's the version yeah. we played. I'm not going to sit here and say, well, I know it was bad on PC, so I'm going to criticise it. The experience I had was was pretty good. Mm. In any case, PS5 store. In this narrative-driven third-person survival horror set 300 years in the future, you take the role of Jacob Lee, a victim of fate thrown into the Black Iron Prison, a maximum security penitentiary located on Jupiter's moon, Callisto. 
When the inmates begin to transform into monstrous creatures, the prison gets thrown into chaos. To survive, Jacob must battle his way to safety to escape Black Iron Prison while uncovering the dark and disturbing secrets buried beneath the surface of Callisto. Using a unique blend of shooting and close quarters combat, Jacob will need to adapt his tactics to combat the rapidly evolving creatures while scavenging to unlock new weapons, gear and abilities to outrun oh no, yeah, outrun the grime threat and escape outlast. Yeah, well outlast, they should have done that play on words. <laughs> the grime threat and escape the horrors of Jupiter's dead moon. So that's the setup. Obviously yep. it's all market employer, but mm. what do you make of that? Close? Yeah, I think that gives it a fair description of what it is. Um yeah, yeah, I mm. think they got that right. To be fair, yeah, there is a v- much, much more than any of these games that we've played. These survival horror, melee combat, mm. yeah, is a big, big, big focus in this game. Yeah, and that's what kind of sets it apart in many ways. I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah. I should mention actually. I listened. There's a prequel podcast series they did. Oh, Lord, being dished out, and I'm missing it. Starring, who's that big, oh, giant, okay. blonde lady in Game of Tarth? Oh, What's yeah, yeah, yeah. She's in it. Brianne Tarth, yeah, whatever, Brian. yeah. Oh. Yeah, so that's in that. So I listened to that. It was okay. It's a bit weird oh, listening to, like, that. a full... It's, you don't, to be honest, there's nothing in there that would have added to the experience, I would say. Right, like, yeah, yeah. You get a bit of an understanding of perhaps what you might encounter because they, right, they yeah. kind of bump into them. But it's there for people if they want to listen to that, if they've played the game and missed it. I think it's called um, Helix Station. And just oh, put okay. Callisto Protocol. It's worth six episodes, only about 25 minutes long. So worth a watch. Um, what I would say from a, a technical perspective and just the looks, this game I thought looked phenomenal. Or and talk about next gen. Yeah. yeah, I mean it is on it is on PS4 and Xbox One. Digital mm. Foundry have put a video up. I suggest people look there to see performance on that if that's the the place mm. you're looking to play. But on PS5, I put it on, took it straight off the quality mode, mm. uh, which has the ray tracing, which looked great. I'm not going to knock that. Uh, annoying thing about that little small thing, you have to go into the out of the game Ooh, yeah. and do it for the main menu and then change it. Most games, you just it go in the menu. It takes away the menu as well, doesn't it? Yeah, There's exactly. Options, yeah. So you can't actually do that in-game. You have to you have to start the game you know, in the title menu, do it there, and then load your actual save up. But chucked it onto performance mode, which has no ray tracing and drops, obviously, a bit of resolution. No. But still, I was like, wow, still this horrible, is a yeah. highly polished product mm. that I... I don't know. I don't normally expect to see that in survival horror there's no. always a bit of like slop that comes along with it a bit of scruffiness but this was phenomenal looking and ran pretty good as well go as far as saying it's certainly up there best looker. Be the best looking game on that ps5 so far just the Very variety good. of environments and just just like there's so many times i just stopped i didn't really use that there is a uh, photo mode. There's a trophy. I, I didn't really. I was kind of so scared. I, didn't, I should have kept doing that. Actually, <laughs> probably quite a good idea just to span and see what's fucking coming up behind you. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but no, just the amount of times I'll be walking down a corridor and the lighting. The lighting is fucking this, quality. It's one of the most atmospheric games. That mm. is a character in itself. In this game, is just the atmosphere throughout. It's just that constant feel of dread. 
Yeah. Metroid need to take something. That that game was phenomenal, but it didn't make me feel like this game. This game, I fucking dread. You you just have that sense of dread throughout the whole way. You just they just it, they've cleverly done it. Like they they took this from Dead Space, obviously. I suppose you can't take your own thing. He, he came took up with it. it. He stole but it. it. They would just have long corridors that were filled with fucking steam or smoke yeah. or fog, and then they'd have a fucking vent <laughs> at the yeah. end of it, and that's all it was. It was that, that, there's no enemies, nothing. There's just a hallway and a vent, and that is enough for you to go. Oh, for fuck's sake! Yeah. <laughs> Crapped in trousers just, time. It did just drip in atmosphere, but yeah, graphics wise. It's a shame. If I, I, I'm going to do another playthrough, I think, mm. and what I'd like to do is it'd be fucking tough after playing on that thing is go through on the quality mode just to Ooh. see the actual quality. But at that fucking back down to thirty scrub, that could be yeah, that's a, that's a, that could be a killer. Yeah. But just because of how good it looked, like you say, we were both draw dropped on on the performance mode where you're taking that little tiny bit of a hit, but it still was incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It's a beautiful looking game and really does build the atmosphere that's kind of required for a survival horror game to, to have that. You you want to be in that zone with it. You don't want to be just lardy da roaring around. I'm sure some people like, Oh, I never get scares. Okay. We're fine. But you know, I was, I was gripped by this and the visuals had a, you know, large parts play, and also I know you didn't quite get to experience this, but the audio in a head on a headphones, yeah. even on the TV, I'm oh. sure it was fine. But the headset or the headphones that I had on the the Pulse ones, 3D audio, honestly, oh yeah, that it is, was um, fucking incredible as well. And what, what I will do with this is I managed to keep keep it on medium settings on this, so mm. it's difficulty wise. Yeah, but any other thing I will find to try and prolong the scareness I will keep this fucking light on I will not sit in the dark <laughs> I will play in the hours of daylight when there's other people yeah. in the house I will baby it as easy as much as I can <laughs> no well it's actually it's, it's funny because the um the audio is obviously more immersive like you can't yeah it's, you know, jump but I'll tell you what when things kick off it's so helpful to better just hear when things are coming yeah, up your ass yeah. and it really was like having like another sense it sounds stupid but yeah it's so accurate that i was able to hear scrabbling around in the vents above or below me thinking right that's going to come behind me now and you hear it go boom, oh, uh, and you're like okay oh. i'm not going to get done by this guy now so yeah. it did actually add a an extra layer of strategic kind of excellence mm. for me but yeah i think the visuals and the sound building so, the actual atmosphere of this place is is yeah. fantastic we need to talk about the combat because this has been yeah. contentious, I think, and it's yeah, it's unique in many ways. It is unique, yeah, um, yeah. It's a great idea, a mm. brilliant idea, but the execution of it <laughs> lacks a bit. Um, I get what they were going for. It was like you say, we've. Like we said at the beginning, this the combat in this game is what sets it apart from others. Mm. You have the stomp, the dead space yep. stomp. I don't know who. They don't care what you say. That is the dead space stomp. That has always been known as that. that. Is always the thing. It's a good stomp um, as well. The, this version stomp. of it, yeah, great, it great effort. Exactly the same. So if the remake comes out and the stomp's not up to scratch, exactly. ticking the blocks of Glenn, he's going to be cackling yeah, with a whiskey. He's nicked that. <laughs> but no, it's all about this dodge 
Um, yes. And I'd even say, I'd go as far as say block, but to be honest, that's it's it's another tool in your arsenal, but not it's a, a helpful one. No. <laughs> and just to I set... I didn't use it, mate. No, I didn't either. Set some context of how it works. Like the block, right, you just yeah. simply hold back on the left stick, so the stick you move your character with, and he'll put his mm. hands up with the baton, and it'll block the attack, but you take a little bit of damage. Mm. In that case, you kind of you can't keep doing that. So what the game instructs you to do, and kind of from the early on gives you a tutorial, is to dodge. So you can dodge melee attacks, and you can dodge combinations as well. And the way you do that is not for a button press. Again, it's all tied to the left stick. So when an attack is incoming, you can hold any direction to start with. If the, the attack's coming from the right, you can dodge right if you really want to. The, the animation will, will work for you. But you have to be holding that left stick in a direction, left or right, as before the attack gets to you. And you've got plenty of yeah. time. Then when there's a second attack coming from a combination, you have to switch sides. So if you dodge left, you've got to then dodge right. Then you've got to dodge left, then right, or right, then left. Depend- and you can bob and weave, basically. If they do a three-bit combo, you go bang, bang, bang. And you won't get. You will not take a shred of damage. No. doesn't matter how close it looks like it's going to get, you will be immune from damage if you can time it right. I remember our first conversation after like the first night of it. Yeah. And we we both I think we both went into it thinking that we were, it was going to be like a parry system. So we were both yep. trying to time yes. it left and right. And yes. then it was when you text me and you went, I think I figured it out. I think you just need to go into a bat into a an enemy holding that yep. controller ready. Exactly that. When and once it clicks, that's it. That's exactly that's exactly it. Because early on, even though it clearly says in the tutorial, because I read it. It says you don't need to time this. You just need to be holding it before the attack hits you. And I don't think it helped coming straight off the back of God of War. No, we've got the parry system. That combat is yeah. You're constantly parrying on there. Of course, and it's all that's all to do with timing, isn't it? And there's certain attacks that you can only parry, so you have to wait till they've got near you. So there's there's an adjustment there because this is not how most games work. Most games are to do with timing. Now there is actually a little small mechanic in there that I rarely hear, but there is a perfect dodge in this Mm. where if you dodge Mm. just before, it will slow down time. And give you yeah. just a little bit of extra breathing. But right now. I also figured that you cannot press a direction with that. It can only be pressed with just, I think it's the circle button, I think, or whatever, circle or B it would be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I found that if you held a left or right, it would not. you would not get that perfect dodge. Oh. You had to, it was like a sort of, a, it was almost like a sort of like, it would be like a, it's basically is like a boxing simulator. Yeah. You've got the, the dodge, the, the bobbing and weaving, and this is the sort of faint, yeah. the backwards faint almost. My my advice is not to chase that. It's, it's of no, no value when you're <laughs> in trouble. Like, it's cool because it slows down. I think I did it on, it might have been like in one of the last zones. I was like, oh, I've never done that before. I think there's a trophy to it. Got to um, do five of them during it. I didn't, I didn't get it. No, I didn't get close. I think I'd only done it to get the what's it called. I didn't find it was very helpful during combat. No, yeah. So my the advice is for people just stick to the standard dodge, and you yeah. will not you you can't get hit. Now mm. that's obviously a caveat. If there's other enemies <laughs> lurking, or if there's ranged mm. enemies, they're gonna hurt you still. You can't just avoid them. But yeah. I actually this... quite liked the. I once that clicked in my head, I found it yeah. really easy. Like not the game yeah. easy, but I found the dodging really easy. I knew exactly what was expected of me. And nearly every time I got hit, I knew it was my fault. Yeah. Often yeah, I would that's... take damage when I was trying to hit them and they were trying to hit me. Yeah. Like I thought yeah. their combo had ended, and I would mm. get a bit like, oh, 
my 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 yeah. chance now, and you both it, clatter each other, and you sort of trade. So I would have liked them to maybe shake up the combinations a bit more. I was expecting like the further you got on, they were sort of like repetitive because it was pretty much at the beginning that like some were throwing two, then you'd get the odd one that mm. would throw three combos. Yes. I thought they were really going to change it up. So ten you, combos. Harder, but to be yeah, it was. I suppose, in a way, in hindsight, it was quite helpful because you're getting you're getting further on into the game and you get more enemies. Yeah. Then, you know, if they're chucking four or five hit combinations and you're just dodging left and right the yeah. whole time, that probably would get on your tits. To be fair, but so you mentioned that you said it's a good idea, but didn't like the execution of it. The execution. What I found is that system was fine. I found okay. I found that really good, like a brilliant way of using melee combat. A great game. Um, a, like I say, a game changer in terms of it's felt unique and perfect for its for this setting. However, when I felt it, when you started to include other enemies, it was fine on a one-on-one combat. But once you had a, you're in a corridor with three or four different enemies, yeah. it felt weird. To, you could sort of see the other enemies just waiting in line for you to finish this sort of combat. Mm. Um, and then every now and again, you'll just get a, a whack from behind. Yeah. Because there's no, I think this is intentional. They didn't have it. Um, was the quick turn like you'd expect? Yeah. Like a, in the Resident Evil, like I think in two, the remake and three, you had down and circle, and you quickly turned 180 degrees. Um, it feels like you should be able to do that in this game, but I, f- I think it's they, they intentionally didn't put that in. For that sense of mm. dread that you can't see what's behind you, it's can't a very just... slow melee focused game, isn't it? It's not you're not, you're not fucking whipping around like this. No, it is at a plodding pace. Like even when Jake, Jacob's a slow old boy, he's taking his time. He's frightened. Yeah. He's you don't want to be. Yeah. You don't want to be roaring around. Yeah, the only thing really you get that I, that I didn't discover until later on is you can hold like the sprint button and move backwards. And oh, you, you sort of jog right, back. Okay. That can give oh, you a bit of that. no. <laughs> it could have been oh, useful right, in some okay. certain situations. Yeah, I never thought to try it, so, but yeah, that gave me a little bit of breathing room. Mm. But there is no quick turn, which means when people get up your ass, mm. you know, it's a it's a case of doing something to get rid of them. But they do give you yeah. other tools. We've got this. You've got the stun button to smash smashing caves heads in. Then we've got. Yeah. A, a standard sort of slew of guns. I think there's like five or yep. six of them. Oh, I really like, just on a side note, how oh, you upgraded those weapons in, in the yeah, 3D yeah. printer. Like, it all puts the model Very up and it goes, bzz, 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 paints Although, it all on. Fucking expensive. I well, you've got Callisto <laughs> credits, so there is a upgrading system where you can pick up mm. credits. And it's not paid, don't worry. This is all, in, gonna, all in-game yeah, stuff. Yeah. This is like, they're basically saying, oh, there's yeah. these little 3D printers I lurking for... get a pre-order bonus for something to sell, which oh. could potentially be seen as that. But it's pay to win. To be fair, that, that gave me very little advantage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you told me how much it was, I was like, yeah, that's not going to... Yeah, exactly. That won't get you very far. So there's a whole upgrade... Up yeah, upgrade no, and building system that's lurking there. Um, mm. And the 3D um, printer is really cool when that fires off and yeah, upgrades your I weapon. I really like that. Now, the, the thing, like I said about the execution of it, I think it worked really well one-on-one. It was just that there was a few times throughout the game it just felt like I was getting, I was getting frustrated by it because of... It didn't feel as flowing as it, I felt it should be with mm. multiple enemies because I deal with one enemy, manage to put him down. By the time it sort of the animation turned him around to the next bloke, what if it was a big fucker? He's already put 
hit me on the floor and I've gone straight down on the floor. Wow. I felt like there was one time I went down on the floor, got back up and just done it again yeah. and knocked me back on my feet. And I was like, like a stun lock. Right. Exactly, yeah. So I'd say throughout overall it was it, like it was enjoyable and like I say, I, the more you get at first I was really struggling with it. I was getting I fucking died shit throughout oh, yeah, this game. Yeah, yeah. Shit ton of times, unbelievable shit times. It's not as as it's it's completely different to like a fucking Elden Ring. It's not. Yeah, I did. I, what I found was early on, I died a lot. Then yeah. I went through like a yeah. middle stretch where I very rarely died. Like yeah. maybe once per like chapter. They're like hour and a half long. Yeah, yeah I got yeah. like a good run. Then as it ramps up towards the back end, I was like, okay, it's it's pushing back a little bit here. Push but yeah. I was able to, yeah, to to sort of manage. And what I discovered really was using this another mechanic we haven't talked about is this grip. Oh yeah, which is basically yeah. a telekinesis thing where you can suck enemies towards you and then throw them, mm. and you can throw them into environments. So they're sometimes grinding gears that you can throw them. So you can throw them over the edge of places. You can throw them onto spiked walls, which I don't know what they're doing up in the fucking <laughs> prison. Who's putting but them up who's, in the prison? Fucking jocking those up everywhere. But they're useful in this instance. Mm. And what I realised was that's, that's the key really is being able to use that to thin the numbers quickly or at least get people away so you can mm. deal with the enemies in a one-on-one situation yeah, and then finish them off. and throwing them at them. Not really. I didn't find that to be all that effective. It was seeming like a waste of the battery. I was like, I'd rather just yeah, pick, that's true. pick the bastard up and chuck. It was a system. I never. I think like you, you had a very small inventory space in there. Uh, it's, yeah, it's quite that again, adding to its sort of Resident Evil esque um, survival scene. Do you remember you had the fucking really small inventory and you yeah. have to fucking you know sort of pick what you choose, what you're going to have in there. There was something like if if you had a battery, it was worth fuck all. I think it was worth about 10 Callisto. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Get rid of them because they're just filling up. But I think there was something in there that filled your battery up. But so essentially those... Worth, I just kept chucking them away. Yeah, those batteries, basically, if you you've, you can't keep using the grip constantly. No. He's got a, it's got a battery on the back of his neck that's shown. If you've got a battery in your inventory, rather than it just crapping out on you and failing it will automatically put the battery in and recharge you so you can keep going. Mm. So they are useful in certain scenarios where there's a lot going on. Um, mm. But over time, is- your grip will recharge if you don't use mm. it. So you can kind of sort of I've- sandbag it and be slower to get yeah. through. I think that's why that combat, the, the melee combat as a whole, um, saying the execution was poor, it felt passable and more varied because you had all these different options mm. you didn't have to just deal with that no um as soon as like i say with that one-on-one combat that was perfectly fine you could dispatch an enemy once you got three or four yeah then you could go right fuck it, i'm gonna use this telekinesis or i'm gonna use your gun get your shotgun you- out, yeah and then also exactly. you had the the one thing we haven't spoken about is the, the enemies there's, there's a little bit of enemy variety of like bigger yeah. ones faster ones shorter ones they've all got reasonably kind of different models but the one of the key things is that it, during the game at some point quite early on they have this mutation mechanic where if you start damaging an enemy but don't quite finish them off all these tentacles will start coming out of their body and if you don't finish them off before that process finishes mm-hmm. they will mutate into a stronger re sort of they've got all their health back up i assume yeah. and they've got their arms growing back if you've locked one of those off and they hit harder they're quicker and they they do longer combo so You've always got to keep an eye on any given situation. Whenever the room kicks off, it's like you've got to have an eye out on who's yeah. doing that, who's up your ass, who's around, and it's. I'll steal this from Miller. Um. He made a quote in his review, and I think it's 
down to a T. He said, as soon as I started to feel like a badass in this game, the yeah. game evolved yep. and changed it. And, it, and it, it made me put me right back on my ass again. Mm. And I thought that, that ring true, to be fair. Yeah, yeah no. It, <laughs> Every time you get that next upgrade, you're like, fucking brilliant. This is going to be awesome. I've got like extra fucking damage on me tool i've got a better gun now mm. and then that happens then the fucking enemies evolve and you're like ah oh, fuck yeah, it, <laughs> so really done the, the pacing throughout of the game like just in terms of its combat and yeah and thing was very well done yeah i mean i i, I, I like the fact that you have to constantly make inventory decisions you know do you carry mm. health batteries do you carry the sellable items you can pick up and and sell off at these 3D printers or these kiosks, and it's like, hmm, do I forego a health item to keep hold of this, which is worth 500, so I can buy an upgrade later on? And you're kind of having those those dilemmas throughout the game. It is very strategic, yeah. and what I mean by that is you can't just roar around and expect to do well in the game. You're not you're not going to do that. Like simple things like making sure all your guns are reloaded for the start of an encounter. You learn very quickly mm. that. It's the game has animations that it's, it's like a bit like Monster Hunter. The game will say like, if you're going to commit to this action, your character's committing to it. So yeah. if you Even need to reload so- like immediately, like, I've done it a few times where I had one bullet, I'd fire it and be like, "Oh fucking hell!" And then you've got to sit I've- there and fucking get all caught out. But once you kind of learn to, that's the boundaries it's set. I was like, right after every encounter, reload. You know, yeah. check See, my health, they- do all this stuff. Are not forgiving at all mm. I, there was parts where i fucked it for myself i began in you get this corridor where there'd be a fucking plethora of ammo and you're like oh shit here comes something mm. and i twice i remember going through the game walking with fucking little health and i thought oh it's all right i'll, I'll find somewhere to heal up before i get into this yeah. room and i'll go through to that room and it'll be like a fucking boss or yep. an area where multiple enemies come in i'll get my ass handed to me and go oh that's fine as soon as i get back into the room i'll have full health again uh-uh. No. <laughs> you reload back in with that, that minimal health you had. And I was like, oh, fuck, I fucked myself now. <laughs> yeah. It can, it, you really have got to be just, you know, aware that any given time you can get done over. So make sure you're prepared. And that's... Yeah. I enjoyed that element of it because I think that's that yeah. adds to the adds the survival, survival horror element. It's like at any, any given time I could be taken down here. And yeah. where people won't get on with this is because Callisto Protocol imposes its own rules on you. Yeah, and says, yeah. "Look, you play it this way, and you be cautious, you be careful, you be strategic, or you're gonna have a really, really tough time." And mm. the best example I can find of that is there is a, an area in the game where you just kind of drop down this little innocuous sort of like hole or, or whatever, and when you get down there, an enemy spawns in or jumps down with you. It's just one enemy, and your immediate thought is, "Right, attack it, kill it, shoot it." So you do that. As you do that, the noise generates more enemies to come into this area. Now, these fuckers can't... Some of the enemies can't see you. They can hear you, though. But as soon as you fire your gun or you hit something, they know where you are and they can get up your ass. And honestly, when it all kicks off, there's... I'm not even joking. I think there's about six of them in this small area. And you're like, oh, God, how am I even going to do this? And I did it a few times, got absolutely decimated. And then I thought, well, hang on a minute. There's a guy here who can see me, I'm shooting him straight away and I'm hitting him and then all these other fuckers are coming out. So this time, as soon as I jumped down, got the grip glove, grabbed him, chucked him on some spikes and guess what? 
No, no more enemies spawned. <laughs> and I just walked through the little shimmy pit. There's a little bit where you shimmy past. That's went through good. that and I, and I was done. Also, you can jump straight down there and run to that shimmy point and get through. You've got enough time to do that. <laughs> I also saw someone who just let off and killed everything. Like, just handled oh, all the enemies online. Deal. I was like, wow. So, you, <laughs> like... I get that it's this this is not an easy game, but you, nah. you just gotta sometimes be sensible about how you approach certain scenarios. Yeah. And I know people don't like that. You want the you want the power fantasy of doing oh, I'll do it my yeah. way, but you're no, gonna make the game harder for yourself. So Yeah. I think you're right. I do agree with you totally there that they do impose the rules and I think it's for the benefit. Uh, because it is and it, it well, uh, we're clapping Dark Souls and Elden Ring exactly. like Exactly. Ain't a million. I'm not saying it's necessarily got the most fluid of combat compared to that, but no. it's the same sort of thing. You play any of those games, un, you know, outside of the boundaries they kind of set, you're going to really struggle. And yeah, this definitely. is this is no different. Um, and it's either if you enjoy what they've set up and how they challenge you, or, or you don't, and sort mm. of banging your head against a brick wall trying to do it, you know, a a, a, a slapdash way or quickly is not going to going to get you very far unfortunately i actually didn't find this game that hard i was no. completely prepared for this brutally punishing horrible experience but no i didn't find it that no. hard really like in comparison to no, some of the garbage was... i've played in my time no there was, there was certain i see this was a criticism of the game was it's like spikes in difficulty mm. and there was throughout yeah but there was never nothing I, I never had to walk away from anything and go oh I'll have to come back doable, to that yeah. that's it you know, I won't get that stressed out I, I'd replay sections sort of three or four times a couple of boss incidents where I literally yeah. had to do it a few times because I fucked that for myself like you said earlier you, nine times out of ten it was it was a user error. It weren't the game <laughs> failing me. It weren't you know? It weren't thinking. Oh, that's fucking ridiculous. I couldn't. I shouldn't. I shouldn't mm. be doing that. It was like no, that was my fault. I've I fucked it for myself. There, I'm I'm running around trying to heal. I've yeah. got fucking bastards running after me and attacking me. Um, yeah. It's um it's it's interesting because it is it's not it's I'm not saying it's an easy game, but it wasn't as hard as no. I thought. But it is. I managed to kind of understand what I was doing wrong and how to tackle most things. Like mm. I felt like the game communicated quite clearly what enemies will and won't do. Like I knew the rules, yeah. You know, and, and sometimes you don't know the rules. You'll go in a room and it'll be a, like a wave-based set of enemies. So you don't know mm. what enemies are coming when they're going to come. But once you've gone through the process, yeah. if you maybe you luckily get through. I mean, I did that plenty of times. We yeah. you don't die on every encounter, certainly, but. If you go back to no. it again, you're like, okay, I've got an understanding of who's going to pop up here, and you can strategize for it. Yeah. Um, no, it definitely didn't feel um, difficult as per se. It's like I say, it's more the setting is a difficulty in itself, just uh, mm. knowing what you're having to deal with, knowing what's coming. Um, the only thing I would say was a difficult and an annoyance was the need for exploration. I've. Um, what I felt it needed was a bit of a... The map was quite... There ain't a difficult. map. Is there not, no, there weren't no map. There is no map. Let's, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of Jedi Fallen Order because <laughs> I've just been playing that. <laughs> that <laughs> map is awful. That's, what, that that's map. what I felt like it needed. Yeah, that was fucking dreadful. But again, that still had like a... What I'm thinking in my head is like that Resident Evil 2 clear a room section. Yeah. Because this game is complete, like very, very linear... 
I always like to go off the beaten path because I was looking for these fucking collectibles. Yeah, yeah. And that. But there was a couple of times where I'd go, is that, it, it was no direct highlight of which way to go. There's no waypoints in this game. There no. was no HUD, which to its to its credit, you yeah. know, this, I'm, I'm not saying it needs one, but there is no, but that did um, deter my fucking exploration because I'd yeah. go through a room thinking it was like, I'd go, oh, this, this Sideways. way. Sideways. telling me to go that way. I'll go this way. I'd bank round or something. And then I'd go through a door and go, oh, fuck. And then it would take me into a cutscene for the next yeah, area. And I'd be like, oh, I've just that, lost all that bit. That was annoying. The arbitrar- mm. arbitrarily, arbitrarily, fucked it, blocks off paths. Mm. Um, so And to his discredit, no chapter select as of yet, yeah. as of this well. recording. So if you miss one collection. Which I did. I've only missed one. Yeah. Oh, that On is a Chapter stinker. three. You have to replay the whole entire game to get that collectible. Yep, that, that is, is an a stinker. But it's probably something that could. They've already been told us we're getting a new game plus in Feb, was it? Yeah, February. It's coming for so a free download. Potentially that could be added because that is a big criticism. But I thought I'd mention that because yeah, that definitely did hinder the exploration. Yeah. sense of it I tried to do it as much but I was every time just like is this the right way is this going to let me go through without like blocking me for coming back Yeah, I'm mixed and on it... that because I enjoyed the fact that I didn't really know hmm. I didn't just tell because so many games just tell you where you're supposed to go and it will ha- hold your hand and whatnot. and this is quite linear yeah. but it does have optional explorable areas and it felt like mm. oh I've genuinely was... found this from being a bit because you don't really yeah, want to explore either because you think there might be more enemies no, that is kill. true. Yeah, you think, right, that's the clear way to go. I know that's the end game. Mm. Oh, fuck, I've got to go left. Yeah, I've got to go and have a look down there. But I thought, to its credit as well, I thought it did do a good wave. A bit like Bloodborne. You sort of go around that yeah. odd thing and, and you'd swing back around and you'd end up back in the room. Yeah, exactly. And you'd unlock the door what was there's originally some, locked. There's some nice level design this if you go off the beaten mm. path. It's, it's not clear where the beaten path is versus the critical no, all the time. I don't know what they could have put in there to... Market, but because I don't, because the thing is, I spent, I didn't want to go in the menu. Like, it kind of breaks the flow. Like, when you've got a map, Mm. you're always in there. Yeah, you're forever going, is this the right way? Every five seconds, I quite appreciated not having the option because then I wasn't even tempted. But I can absolutely see where it annoyed people. I made a note here as we start Mm. to wind down it says checkpointing needs to be better. Mm. Now, I wrote that because Mm. I would hit pause. And I'd seen it say 12 minutes since your last save. And I was like, oh, my God. And I'd be like crapping it, basically. Walk off the edge of the map. Yeah, well, luckily, it don't let you do shit like that. But that would be a hideous way. So my my view was, and I still agree with this, that there's like certain areas that are like safe rooms because there's like a 3D printer in there. Every time you walk in that room, it's your checkpoint of whatever you've done. It doesn't do that. It'll only checkpoint for linear based or sometimes when you're exploring, once you've got to the end of an exploration sort of, and it's looped background, like I've done a little Bloodborne. But I must say, I wrote that in the first like three hours, that note. I never once got stitched up by the checkpoint in. Not once. I don't know if I got lucky. I can can already see scenarios where people have got 12 minutes going and they get killed by an enemy because they didn't dodge right and um, <laughs> that being an absolute sort of end of days for them but I must admit I wrote it as a negative but I never actually was on the wrong end of that I was just nervous for those times no. but I still say they should checkpoint in certain areas so you can kind of control that you can go right yeah. I want to go explore but I just want to checkpoint and then yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll start from there but did you get caught out by any of the checkpointing or anything like that? Only in the sense that 
like I say, I fucked it for myself and mm. went into a checkpoint low health, and then it just reverts you back to there. You can the reload an older one. It's got like ten auto saves. That's true. Yeah, there, it, did, so. it did do that perfectly. To be fair, um, but no, no, I, I did much like yourself keep checking because I remember you said about that twelve minute one. I was like, cool. I think I got to about eight or seven yeah. or eight, and I thought, fuck's sake, and then managed. You just see that little <laughs> auto save, and it, that's pretty much when I was calling my nights. When I saw that, I was like, yep. I get to like a, a cutscene or maybe a chapter. I was like, right, as soon as I get another auto save, that's it. I'm out, and I yeah. get it, and I go, right, that's it. Get me out, get me out. Yeah, <laughs> but no, throughout. To be fair, that was that was uh, good. To be fair, yeah. The only other thing I didn't get on or I thought was a little bit cheap was they kind of use the same jump scare too many times mm. there's these little things there's these little things that jump out on your face and you have to like quick mm. time to get them off and they just go to that well too many times so that same enemy yeah. doing that and there's other little bits and pieces but that's a really minor gripe it was, it was more the atmosphere it's not that cheap but, usually that's not, the thing that's it yeah no it wasn't the actual jump scares that were scaring me mm. It was the anticipation of one coming. Yes. And then it wouldn't come. The ones that came, I could see it. Oh God, it was yeah. like right at the beginning, there's like a fucking room and it's got like this sheet of glass, like a window that's misted all up. And I thought, I know something's going to fucking come. Yeah. Lo and behold, it does. But to be honest, a lot of it, they, like you say, they do use the same. They have an enemy laying, there'd be loads of dead bodies on the floor. Few of them, there's like frozen bodies. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. You go, I know one of these is going to come, and when it does, or you fire a probably... bullet, one of them, and it doesn't, and nothing comes of it. You're like, I just wasted a bullet checking that. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. To be honest, like you say, you do get used to, it and it does dumb it down throughout the throughout the playthrough. Um, but yeah, I, I still think the the atmosphere is enough to to do some damage in the brain. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, the only other thing I mentioned, I kind of touched upon it earlier, was that I enjoyed the the kind of tactile nature of it all. Mm. Like, and I, I, but I, I can also see how this would infuriate people. Like, if you need to switch weapons, it's yeah. a little bit clunky to do on the control. Mm, it's not, true, it's, yeah. it's no like, there's no weapon wheel to slow down. It's right. like you know, you've got to select from a list whilst all this stuff's going on, and then when mm. you actually choose the weapon. Oh, Jacob's got to fucking get it out of his fucking pocket, then bring the new that one out. Sometimes he's got to put a new I'll attachment onto a weapon. I, and I, look, I love all that stuff. Like, fucking what? 300 years in the future, mate. You should be fucking <laughs> zipping this out. Should Lightsabers. Fucking... Exactly. Well, that's yeah. set in the past, long time oh, ago, in a galaxy yeah. far, far away. But <laughs> although, I'm saying this as a negative because it's, it's a pain in the arse. And when, when you're in the heat of the battle, it's a pain. But I must say, I loved that jeopardy of having to, yeah. you know, Make sure that when I changed weapons, make sure when I swung my bat, make sure when I fired, make sure when I did anything, I was mm. certain that I was as clear as I could be. And that's where I yeah. bring back to the Monster Hunter kind of references. It's that's it's mm. that, got that slowness and weight to it, which means when yeah. you commit to something, you've got to be sure, otherwise you're going to get mm. put on your ass. And obviously you go down easy in this game, so it, it don't take yeah. a lot, but... Yeah, it's a bit of a double-edged sword, really, because... I can yeah, see like people say, hating it. I can see why people... Can, I can see it gap and people's can't. And to be fair, it did a couple of times on mine, but again, I made it worse myself. I didn't prepare on mm. a certain boss. I was like, I, like you say, you have got, you've got a plethora of guns, yeah. but you can only quick switch between two. Yep. So I was sitting there fucking faffing, and then I've got to run away, pull it out. Dodge. But if I'd have got that... Exactly. If I'd have got that ready, that's the other thing as well. I'd be like reloading the gun. It'll take a swing. I'll dodge. That gun's not instantly... No, reloaded. no. You've got to finish the animation, yeah. You've got to finish the animation to get that That's why the shotgun's so. useful because you click one in at a time. 
That's so sick. at one point when I was really under pressure, I was just clicking one in and shooting. And that's all, that's all I had time to do. Put one bullet in, fire. Put one bullet in and fire. And uh, I couldn't get a whole clip in because I wasn't backing up. Yeah, it was just... I enjoyed the, the scrambles that happened. Anyway... Let's wrap it up. Callisto Protocol, yeah. Mr. Adkins. Gaming Gallery, the digital variety. Is it going to make its way in? Sitting, as we record, on a lowly 70 on Open Critic. Um, oh. Not a good FGL score, but no. 7 out of 10, actually, when you think of it logically, still considered good. But I don't think it's considered yeah. good in the gaming industry because you've got to be 8s or above, or people say it's yeah, absolute right. dumpster fire. I don't subscribe to that personally. But that's no. that's kind of how it's been viewed in in some circles. But for you, does it get a place in the gallery? May, yeah, definitely, certainly. I mean, maybe we'll have to do a um, spoiler cast on it because we've not even touched upon characters or stories. No, but... not really. I will say <laughs> yeah. that's that's serviceable. Oh, that, that stuff. Yes, yes, yeah, I, I, that, yeah. The story, uh, the story, just on brief, it is certainly plausible. There's some good mythos. It's not breaking any. Um, no. Things, it's well acted, you know, well produced, well produced. Yeah, incredible um, motion capture. Yeah, yeah, character models look insane. The actors are all brilliant. Um, was some few standout characters. Again, I say standout. They're they're standout good. There ain't no, there ain't gonna be no models made of Jacob. I tell you that. No. <laughs> you ain't getting no out, no fucking amiibos made of him. Um, he's passable though. He does the job. Yeah, I'm interested in the lore. I'm excited to see where it goes, but. Now maybe we'll we'll go into a spoiler cast one day or something. But um, yeah, no, this is definitely going into the gaming gallery for me, and I'm I think I've yeah I've got a score. Yeah, it's going for me as well. No no problems with that. So I guess the the real question is now, mm. how are you going to display it? You got a you can display it as a, a platinum, a gold, a silver, or a bronze. Yeah. People are going to come around and look at this and judge you based on what you put where. So is it gold, don't get it wrong. Bronze. I've put it where I think you're going to put it already. I like doing this. I do. I don't know. I think you think I'm going to go. Uh... I've put it where I'm putting it. I think I enjoyed it enough to score it how I wanted to. Mm-hmm. I th- yeah, fuck it. I'm going to go gold. Oh! <laughs> do you know what? I put it in bronze. I <laughs> did <laughs> I thought you were going to go silver. No, no, for you, I mean. Oh, for me? Yeah, I oh. thought you was leaning that that sort of further no. down the, the scale. Wow. I, I mean, it just scrapes a gold. That's where I'm putting it. I'm thinking... Good. Yeah, I really enjoy it. Like, I, it is... I don't know. It's difficult. It's weird because I, the more I think about it and the more I like look into it and discuss it, the more I like it and love it. Yeah. Like, I'm starting to love the game. Like... I don't think it is a well be. It's not one of these games that, like you say, it's not going to tickle everyone's bollards. No, it's a very specific. It's you know, specific. You've got to be interested up for this, otherwise you're going to exactly have a time. you have. But I think it done enough to get me. It's it's what I enjoy. I really yeah. did like it. Um, I love the story, the setting, the gameplay that taking me out of my comfort zone. Like you said earlier, making me play ways that they intended. I love all that. I think it's brilliant. Mm. Um, I do feel there's room for improvement on things they've done. Yeah. Um, I cannot wait. I hope they get a second chance to make another That's one. That's my big one, yeah. I really hope they do get another go at this because yeah. I think they'll do something like really days, good in the second one. A bit like a day's gone. I, I, I loved that game. Yeah. I enjoyed it. But again, had quarries and 
and feel that a second a second take would have really fucking sorted that. It it probably should be a silver in my eyes, but personally, I enjoyed it that much that I'm now wanting to go back through it. I, there's very rare games because I've got such a backlog. Yeah, there's very rare games. As soon as I finish them, I can start them again. Oh I'm yeah, very c- considering because it was a decent length. Like I say, this ain't no thirty Ooh, hour. It ain't no 30-hour campaign. No. It does make me feel I could go through a second playthrough yes. just to experience it again. So I am going to push the boat out. It's I well, it that much. The whole point of the gallery is not to conform to what we think it it mm. should be. It's how much we enjoyed it. And that's that's, yeah. the, that's the kind of philosophy behind it. Uh, oh, j- just quick, we should mention game length. I had my save clock at 10 hours, 50 minutes. Yep. On the PS5, it was 13 hours. Now, I'm horrendously slow, so don't take yeah. mine to it. But that's, uh, I thought that was an okay length, personally. I wasn't yeah. I wasn't expecting you know much more or much less. It's about where I thought, but what about you on that yeah. front? Mine was, I think the last time I checked it was about nine. I'll just put a little thing in context. I've been trying to cheese it for the yes. <laughs> the last. I think there's a glitch where you can complete the game on the hardest difficulty. By doing the last like little section of it. Last and... section. Change the difficulty and do it. So I'm trying to cheese it. Um, so that's that bumped it up a bit. But I think it was just over the nine hour mark on my playthrough. Mm. My play, PlayStation 5 counter says six hours. So oh, that's fucking <laughs> That's fuck that. But... Yeah, I'd say that it's average around sort of ten hour campaign. I'd reckon there'd yeah. be definitely people that can stretch this to a sort of fifteen hour campaign yeah. if you're you're really taking your time and exploring and reading the lore and stuff. Listening um, to those audio logs and whatnot. Exactly. Really, if you really suck it in, there's a, it's about fifteen hour. Yeah. There isn't much replayability unless, like you say, you miss stuff and you're having to go back. But yeah, certainly if I've done a 100% run through and got all the collectibles I wouldn't be going back through this for any reason but um, yeah yep gold yeah. Um, for me it's yeah. silver silver yeah, yeah I have no. I was assumed you was going to go bronze or, no. or whatnot but yeah silver I for I me I, I really I did enjoy it it was solid it's exactly what I've been kind of looking for for a while like I said we don't get these games that often no. and I sort of embraced rightly or wrongly embraced and got on with the mechanics as you know as awkward yeah. as, and as frustrating as as perhaps they can be for people i always yeah. understood what was required of me and almost where i was going wrong and that's yeah. doesn't always happen there are games out there that, that are hard and you just think this is bullshit but i was able to get through it i'm not pro gamer at all nor is nor is adkins no. as i'll try and lead you to believe that with several <laughs> quiz titles to his name yeah. um but i just thought yeah this is this is Really yeah. enjoyable, super solid, polished beautifully. Like on the PS5, looked great, ran yeah. beautifully, and I think that's good... what's pushed it over, just over the edge for me. Yeah, um, just that, that setting, that the graphics, the, the the environment, the world building. I just enjoyed my time with it. it I, I can definitely see it's not for other people. No, yep. people aren't. I certainly ain't going to give it these sort of scores. Fuck them. I, I did. I really did enjoy it. Yeah. No. Absolutely, Lovely little palate cleanser. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it was it, the word I use is gripping. I was just sort of gripped to it, but mm. I'm really interested to see what happens with Dead Space remake, which we are a number yep. of weeks away from seeing. I'm also interested to see what the clock is on that because again, criticisms Ooh. have come in for Callisto Protocol being too short. 
you know, Dead Space wasn't a 20-hour blower. No, that was sub-15. That was, you know, 10, 12, depending on how you yeah, played it. So I'll be interested to see if they... they went on, I think, or maybe... Well, I think it just got worse, didn't they? No, three was about six, seven hours, I think. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, my closing comments on the Callisto Protocol, this is not the Resident Evil 6 disaster. No. This is not the Dead Space 3 disaster. No. Now, in my mind, it's not Resident Evil 2 remake. No. no. But in this in this genre, in this in this kind of area of and pocket of games, I thought it was nice and solid and um if you're into or interested in these games historically, I do think a lot of people will get on with it. You know, if you got on with the Evil Within, you'll certainly be able to cope with the the mechanics in this. You know, Resident Evil's perhaps a different kettle of fish because it's streamlined, smooth. You know, that is a a light a lighter game in that sense. You just feel lighter yeah. and you can you know move around quicker and whatnot. This is a bit more of a slower pace, but chuck your headphones on, draw the curtains, turn the lights off, and uh, see where you get to on the Callisto Protocol. But a gold from Adkins and a silver from myself. And that will cap off this session for the Callisto Protocol. Well done, Striking Distance, and well done, old yeah. Glenif. Enjoy your Christmas with um, old Philip. And uh, I think they're cousins or brothers. What are we deciding, Glenn and Phil Schofield? Long lost cousins. Long lost, long lost cousins. Countries. Yeah, so that can happen. Happened, yeah. So they're yeah, going to spend Christmas yeah. together. I hope if people <laughs> are doing Christmas or whatever you're up to, getting a break from work, that you enjoy it. We're yeah. tapping out in the mainline episodes for the year, but we'll be back early next year with more idle game chat. Nothing more for us to say other than thanks for your time. And, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> This was a Dimp Digital production.